Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got a real cool guest sitting on our couch today. She's uh, sporting no shoes. Oh, I no, guess. She's yeah. making herself at home. Oh, I thanks like for it. taking your boots off. I no appreciate problem. that. It's kind of nice <laughs> really not to have to. Uh, there, so. It's nice not to have to vacuum up salt. <laughs> oh, I know. It's so gross in here right now. Oh. Hey, everyone. It's Amanda. And we are hopefully going to do an episode of The Unprofessional Hour today. As I feel like you, we fail every time. Yeah, we do as you may have heard, the last couple that we've tried, we just get off track and we start talking, which is totally fine as well. So we're just going to see where this takes us. But Amy came in from Durham region today, which is not far from us here in Scarborough. And she, I know that she has a home practice, but I'll let her tell you a little more about that. And yeah, we're just going to kind of see where this takes us today. So thanks for coming in, Amy. Thanks for having me. This is very exciting. All right. So before we start, uh, we usually like to get the guests just to introduce themselves a little bit about your background, what you were doing before massage, your background in massage therapy, the types of clinics you've worked in, what your practice is like now, all that fun stuff. I have been an RMT now for almost 12 years. Uh, Before that, I was an actor of all things. So I went to theater school right out of uh, high school. Like? Uh, like like TV stuff or like uh, a theater? A little bit of TV. I did theater training, a lot of commercials. It all resulted in a lot of waiting tables, a lot <laughs> of odd jobs. So can I ask you a question yeah. then? When you are when you are studying to be an actor, what's the main goal here? What's the end game? Is the end game Hollywood or is the end game, you know, anything that I can get in front of a camera or on a stage? Uh, 20 years ago, Hollywood. Um, now, anything that might pay me a little bit of cash and mm-hmm. just do something fun. I'm actually back doing it. Um, After 12 years of being an RMT, it gives me the flexibility and I was able to get back into performing. So I got an agent last year and now I get to do both, which is super fun. Um, But the end game is just be creative, have fun and why not? You know, I'm in Mm -hmm. my 40s now and thought... Let's do this as a hobby. It's it's my side gig, I call it now. Yeah. So I still don't make any money at it, but it has a lot less pressure now that I'm making a living doing something else I love. It seems like one fucking tough gig. Like, I think you pointed this out to me when we were watching Friends one time, and she was saying, it really must suck to be a fucking actor. Oh, it sucks. Because you never know where your next paycheck is coming from, when it's coming. You're just always, and it's like, you, you never want to not go to an audition because it's like, that could be your next job that pays your rent oh it's it completely sucks it's like gambling so when you get the audition and then you get the job you're on such a high and you you think oh my god i can actually do this like this is my break i'm going to have this moment and you get that job finally and then you don't get another job for six months a year (laughs) so but that high (laughs) keeps you going so you stupidly think you can do it okay so then uh, have you have you been on television shows uh i did one recently so not just extra work like speaking i did a speaking role yes Okay, so because uh, when we watch when we watch sitcoms, I always ask Amanda. I've this. been laughing inside since yeah. she said, "This is it. I'm gonna make it." I always ask Amanda this this one question whenever we see like someone has just like one line speaking role, and I'm always like, "Do you think that person thought that this was gonna be their big break?" Oh God, yeah. That's that's what goes. Yeah. Through oh mind. man, oh, sure. I've been wrong every time. I always say to him, "I think working actors understand when something like if something's not a recurring role, I think a working actor likely feels like this is a paycheck, not my big break." Yeah, but, but maybe I've been but wrong some, this whole but time. But if someone sees you and they're like that person's
person's got a look, that person's got a vibe. I don't know. It depends on where they are in their career. When you're young and you're starting out, every opportunity is an amazing, incredible opportunity. And, and that's a good thing. You want to seek it as an opportunity because you want to go in with gusto and really like be ambitious and try. Mm-hmm. Further on down your career, it's not. So when I was 20, starting off every audition, every part, everything I did was like, this is my big moment. This year, I finally got my first speaking role on a television show. It was nothing. I got paid crap and it was fine. I had a blast, but I didn't like it's not life changing at this point. Got it. That being said, though, I actually auditioned for my first lead in a feature film. I still had that moment of like, this could be it. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's probably it really like wasn't. when someone that doesn't play the lottery plays the lottery. Mm-hmm. That's me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't really win. play the lottery. Every once in a while, I get a feeling. I There's no logical explanation for it. I just get a feeling. And it's not like I only buy when it's you know a $70 million jackpot. It could be $7 million. Yeah. I mean, which is still <laughs> only, enormous. Only $7 million. Only $7 million. Yeah. But every once in a while, I will say to him, I have this feeling. It'll happen every few months. I'll buy a ticket. And I honestly, legitimately think I'm going to win something every time. It never happens. Yeah. But I always think like, this is it. I'm actually going to win some money. (laughs) That's so funny because I bought a lottery ticket for my husband for his birthday in December and he lost the ticket. And we were convinced that this was the winning ticket. Like we looked high and low. He won nothing. We finally (laughs) found it like this week. It was nothing. And I was like, that, that couple weeks of looking for it and Thinking just having that, that little inkling that <laughs> this is a like this there's a reason he lost it there's a reason we're looking for it there's a yeah it, mm. it was very disappointing i have one more question it might be stupid it probably is because most of the questions i have are stupid <laughs> is a casting couch only something that you hear in big time hollywood or does it happen at lower budget level type oh of i i have never experienced it myself but i'm sure it really happens at lower budget because mm. lower budget you That's have probably a where lot it happens of very, more, right? Yeah, exactly. Desperate people trying to get these breaks. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Sorry, I got one more question. That's I got okay. so many questions. Yeah. But, uh, wait, wait, pause before your question. Yeah. I actually don't know what that means. Casting coach. I've never heard that term before. Trading sexual favors. I assumed that's casting. what it was. I just didn't want yeah. to. I was like, gotcha. maybe I'm just disgusting. And my mind went there. No. But I had never heard the term before. <laughs> you are before. disgusting, but Thank whatever. you. Thank you. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you're uh, you're disgusting in a way. You're, you know what I mean. Yeah, okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> when you when you roll into audition for something, are you sitting in a room with a bunch of people that look and sound exactly like you? Yes. Very often, <laughs> very, and it's the weirdest thing because a lot of the times they will tell you what to wear. They'll give you wardrobe. So you yeah. will be dressed exactly like everybody else. And it, it really, you look around and... They are all exactly the like same. Yep. It's very, very odd. Have you ever actually seen like your real life doppelganger? You ever walked into an audition and you're like, you look way too much like me? Like, not yet. Not okay. yet. But you definitely see people and it's, and then you kind of like, do I look like that? Like, you're kind of like, I don't know if I should be insulted <laughs> or if I should be, I'm like, okay. But yeah. And, and the funny thing too is you see a lot of the same people. Like, I will oh, see yeah. the same oh, sure. women at the same auditions because I'm a, I'm a type. And so they always bring us back for the same thing. What's what's your type? I am 35 to 45. Mm-hmm. Um, I play a mom a lot, which is weird. Well, I am a mom. You are but a mom. It, but it's like <laughs> before I was like a, you know, I was 20, so I was not a mom. But now, right. mom, um, working mom, I get, uh, f- what do they call me? Healthy and fit, but not overly skinny like these weird like ways of describing your looks like average but a little above average but not quite you know like not overly attractive and you're like what hot, but not too this? hot yeah like it's the weirdest thing like they're not insulting you but they're not saying yeah. you're like you know model but you're not because they can't like politically 
say you know not right, right, homely right, right. but not gorgeous because <laughs> i always wonder like you know when you see like the the same ugly dude in a role and he's he's just the ugly guy in every fucking yeah. production that he's in is it a, is it a casting call for like short ugly fat guy. bald yes, ugly guy 100 percent, 100 percent. that's awesome we yeah. always try to this is the stuff we do by the way we watch movies or tv shows and we'll see that guy we're not paying attention to the actual and no we're not show. paying attention to the movie we try to think of what did the casting call sound like for that guy yeah and i see the breakdowns and some of them are so funny and some of them are awful because when i get an audition i'll get the whole breakdown for all the parts and like i feel bad for some of the people because like if you're reading what the breakdown says it's not nice can you give us an example i'm trying to like short, some fat, of the bald, yeah, short fat bald guy or <laughs> yeah you know older woman like just really degrading things oh. like it's not it's not nice but if that's what you are and you know that's what you are then but then, then you're fine there's, with it there's, and a, there's a place in a freaking fortune exactly. they're making a ton totally. of money on that and they're cashing in on being the short fat bald guy yeah they're laughing sure. all the way to the bank so you know didn't we talk to somebody wasn't it was it you who knew somebody who was like a stunt man but like a very overweight stunt yes. man and then he like he was actually one of my patients yes and so he stopped getting work because all of the John like Candy fat died. guys died yeah oh, so he, he died. stopped getting work Seriously. <laughs> he, he was a, he was he did stunt work for John Candy he did stunt work for Chris Farley yeah and he's like I I don't have a job anymore yeah I could see that yeah yeah, That's so yeah when crazy. you're a specific type yeah, which yeah. could be really good or in that mm-hmm. case really oh yeah really he bad. was probably rolling it in at one point. That's that's awful I know we're here to talk about massage but Mm -hmm. this is so interesting to me do people ever tell you that you look like a certain celebrity like I know I get certain people is there a celebrity that people think that you're no not that I thought of you do have a unique look I feel like I I don't think I get that a lot yeah Yeah. I I couldn't pinpoint if I had to like what your um, ethnic background is yeah yeah. nobody ever knows my you're a little ambiguous I like it which works to my advantage Mm -hmm. in that industry i want to guess but i i don't want to guess <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly it's extremely boring i have no i'm german and irish that's i, I would never I have guessed not, that i wouldn't have like, never that. nothing you know my my husband's from up north so there's a lot of uh you know what, maybe if you had like a, a beer in your hand <laughs> <laughs> then i'd be yeah, german i have irish. been to for drinks with her so yeah. <laughs> Um, I've been told, okay, so you know how you were saying, um, like when you walk in and there's somebody sitting there and they're for the same role and you're like, oh, should I be offended? Do I look like that? I was out to dinner with a group of friends one time and somebody came to me and I feel guilty saying this, but not like she would ever listen to the podcast considering she's a celebrity, but somebody came to me and said, I feel like you look a lot like Sarah Jessica Parker. And I was so mad. I was like, no, I don't. And I was like offended. Like, get out of here. No tip for you. I was so mad. I don't know. Oh, you don't think she's attractive then? I I guess I I must not because it was like instinct. Like this person said that to me and I was like, go away. I'm no, not impressed by that. No, thank you. (laughs) Um, Somebody else told me I looked like Alanis Morissette and I remember getting mad about that. She's kind of gummy. I'm not, I'm not gummy at all. I feel like she's gummy. I'm not gummy at all. So I feel like her her mouth is gummy, like physically gummy. Or does she have big teeth? She she has big teeth. But see, I also don't feel like I have very big teeth. I don't know. I'm smiling at everyone now. Uh, the only one that I took as a compliment, yet the one I still don't see, is I've had a lot of people tell me I resemble Jennifer Lawrence. And I don't oh, see it. Oh, see, I actually could see that. I never see that it, but I'm like, see. okay, I'll take that. I don't see it 
at all. You'll but take, I'll take that over Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, See, I don't the know. other Sarah one Jessica seems Parker crazy. Though. Is interesting though because she's attractive but not attractive. She's not like ugly. It's such a oh, weird. there's so many people that are attractive and unattractive. Yeah, it's like such for a example, weird like thing. Uma Thurman to me is attractive and yeah, unattractive. Like, she's got such a, when, a when you look. when you take a look at all of her features, they're all jacked up. Yeah. But when you put it in combination <laughs> on her face, somehow it, it works. works really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's not just physical features. There's a lot of things when that make a person attractive. I know, right? there's a lot of things that make a person attractive right like it's how they carry themselves Mm -hmm. and confidence and personality and charisma like there's all these different things you put it all together and somebody becomes very attractive but i don't know why i've I okay, took offense so, to Sarah so Jessica dude, so who do, you, who do you think is attractive based on all those things that you just said? Who do I think yeah, is attractive? Yeah, yeah. Um, is it funny for me to say, like, I really think Dwayne Johnson's attractive considering you kind of look like him? So, fuck, I married yeah, he's that an guy. He's an attractive guy. <laughs> he is. I really think Dwayne Johnson's attractive. Um, like, I, I wouldn't want to blow him or anything, but he's an attractive man. That's a weird thing to say, but thanks. Know. I'm <laughs> sure she's yeah, glad to hear that. <laughs> I am really happy to hear that. Um, I'm still old school and still think Brad Pitt is attractive. I think he is too. Oh, that, in he's his, a smoke show, that guy. Yeah, he's amazing. Because he looks yeah. great when he's got that big, ugly beard. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks yeah. great when he's clean cut. Brad yeah. Pitt can do no wrong. He seems like, like a fun amazing. guy to hang out with too. Yep. I'd yeah, be his friend. Yeah, and he's just like low key. And... <laughs> do you think he's a dick? No, I don't. I don't want to think he's a dick. So I think he's a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like naive and I like to think people are good people. So. You know There's what? some people I really... that I look at and I just think are dicks. Like for example, Regis. I swear. I feel like he's a dick. I can see him I can see Regis. I feel like yeah. Regis yeah. is a dick. I feel like Johnny Carson was a dick. I don't know why. I just look at these people. I'm like, you're a fucking asshole to people. What about? Oh my God. I just went totally blank. Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. Uh, I sometimes feel like she might be a little high maintenance. Yeah. I like her. But I sometimes feel like she'd be she a little high Because she forgets the days when she was a choreographer for In or Living Colors was, Fly Girls. Uh, with What's-His-Face, with Ben Affleck, and they were the most obnoxious Jennifer. couple on the face of the mm. earth. Like, that, yeah, something yeah. about her strikes me as just being a pain in the ass. Like, yeah, I wouldn't want to be friends with her. Whereas, she looks like she smells nice, though. She, I bet you she does. Yeah, she looks I like she, she And that body, she's nice. like 50-something, and she looks amazing. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. I can't I can't hate on, on Jennifer Lopez. You got to come a little closer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can move it down if you want to. Move it any way you want. You were saying Brad Pitt. Is he a dick? Um, I agree with Amy that I don't think so. And here's my reason why. Something inside of me feels like I would be friends with Jennifer Aniston and they were married. (laughs) I I agree. But I think everybody wants to be friends with Jennifer Aniston. I I love her. her. So do I. I love Love her. her. I love her in everything she does. I love her in her commercials. I adore her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm even going to use yeah. Avino just because she told me to. I, seriously, I agree. <laughs> and she looks gorgeous. At least she didn't do like wickedness to her face like her friend's yeah. counterpart. Oh, but they, she took her fillers out though. Really? Yeah. She did, yeah. yeah Does she look good. normal again? More. Yeah, normal-ish. Yeah. <laughs> Better. Yeah. She doesn't look as fake. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. awful. But no, I love Jennifer Aniston too. And I think she, like there's, you don't hear bad things about her. Like you hear like she's having a kid and this like all these bullshit rumors, but you don't hear a lot of like crap about her. I like her. It's got to suck though to be such a famous, famous actress that is getting a little bit older and you've had this body of work that people love. It's almost like you have to be so fucking choosy about what you're going to do just so you don't taint your fucking legacy that you have going on. Although now she's at a phase where she can do smaller independent stuff and people still respect her. I feel like she's there. Well, she won the SAG Award last she night. She did. Like yeah. now that she's doing that show, I haven't even seen it, but that morning show. Yeah, that yeah. has gained a lot of respect for her. So now she's getting respect as an actor, mm. which I think is really helping her too. That's another thing. We were we were watching, I think we talked about this before. Like I always I always say like 
people that act in sitcoms, that's fucking hard oh, shit. It, yeah. Like that is really fucking hard. And we were watching a Friends episode on YouTube without the laugh tracks. And it really kind of clues you in on how much fucking acting actually happens. Really? Like all of it just it's it just feels like how did I describe it? it well, feels, it's like you have to have this long pause where you still have to be in character yes. like while the laugh track is happening. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like their facial expressions and their reactions to each other, like all of that stuff we were just analyzing. We're like, this yeah. is this it's, is it's, so it's, hard it's, to it's, do. It's like every line you have, every every acting moment you have is just stretched out so much because you got to kill time for that laugh track when it's there and you're shooting it without a laugh track so that's just all i don't know i don't know how i don't and know how they, it's done they change the lines up to that's the thing oh, like sure. they will change the jokes at the drop of a hat right. like if a joke doesn't work they'll change the joke they'll just keep doing it and i'm like that's insane and i always and to keep it fresh and i always thought that about soap operas as well like so, you yeah. shoot so many of those fucking things like you must have dialogue coming out of your ass you get like the constantly. script a day like yeah. and they have to i mean that's why soap operas are tend to be a little bit cheesy your dialogue yeah, because yeah, yeah. they don't have as much time to you know write these emmy winning scripts but i mean <laughs> if you like those actors are really good that's... so how do you do dialogue like how do you go about memorizing all that shit um i write it out that's always been my key and that i mean my my memory tricks really worked in massage school for memorizing all of the muscles and all that you know shit mm-hmm. me to deal with i um but i write all my lines out and i just keep writing and writing and going over and going over and going over i have a pretty good memory can thank you, god can you cry on cue uh yeah usually can sometimes. we not let her cry at no. the beginning of the episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i have my moments i mean i sometimes can i sometimes can't and... where, where do you go to cry on cue where do you go in your mind uh, oh it's a good question i don't even know it depends like do you go to a real place and cry on cue uh, if i was doing a production it usually just works its way through whatever I was working on, mm-hmm. like if I'm doing a play or a f- full scene. But if it was in an audition, I'd probably just cry because of nerves and then <laughs> <laughs> out of pure panic. Um, so I don't know. I don't think I tap into a real place myself. Right. I think it just through rehearsals and whatnot will come out. Okay. I've got one more. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've got so many of these. Stage work and mm-hmm. then behind the camera. How different is it? Because it looks really different. And which one do you prefer? Oh my gosh, it's so different. Um, I love stage. Probably my favorite. It's a lot bigger. It there's nothing more exciting than a live audience. And like the, the for that full thing too is getting that live energy back to you, and the response is incredible. I'm a big animated person. I am already sort of. <laughs> in your face so i always have been on stage and i've taken the stage a lot easier um camera work is a lot more subtle i have to bring it down um it's trickier i find i'm not it's because it's you have to be so much more natural and so you really have to almost do a quarter of what you would do on stage so it's it's so fucking hard it's it's harder in so many ways and the things is stage like you can like I talk with my hands a lot. You can't do that on camera because it's just going to fill up the whole screen. Yeah. So or like little like if you start watching, I watch a lot of people bob their heads on, you know, when they're doing scenes on camera. So you see a lot of head moving. And that's a very North American thing. I remember learning in school that a lot of North American actors move their heads, but a lot of British actors keep their heads straight because mm. they're kind of taught that. Now that's all I'm going to be watching. But yeah, for. if you, you start, you start seeing like heads bob and like little things like that. So the more still you can be. 
the better on screen. So it's so hard. It is. Anyone that says it's easy, like I hate it when I read something or I hear something like, "Oh, that just an hour. you're reading someone else's lines. You you don't you know you're not doing work or whatever." I'm like, hey, what for for someone to. For someone to be on a screen or on stage and you get lost in their performance, in other words, you're looking at them and you don't see anything but their character, I'm like, that's fucking hard. Yep, 100%. If you become like attached to a specific character, that actor has done a good job. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) My best example, because we just stopped watching it, we watched um, Lethal Weapon on Netflix. (laughs) And so the first two seasons had the original actor who played um, like, Uh, Mel Gibson's original character and apparently he was a pain in the ass to work with so he was fired after uh, two seasons. They killed him off. Yeah they killed him off. So I got so attached to this one guy he was like the main character and I was like really following his character and then they killed him off and I was like fuck it I'm out I'm not watching season three. But it was such a good good go mark loved it mark loved the way they i didn't i didn't know he was a pain in the ass and i just thought that was a bold move by by the the writers to take the main character i had to kill him off i was like why would they do that and it it was it was it was great for the story but i i just thought that was a writer move yeah i didn't realize so we've talked about before how it seems like there's a parallel between very creative people in massage therapy a lot of therapists we've talked to are either actors or singers we've had writers we've had painters uh we've had authors like it seems like creativity and massage go together so what made you 12 years ago decide i'm going to go into massage i'm going to put acting aside and i'm going to become a massage therapist um I needed to go back to school because the acting was not working out and the school was in my building. <laughs> so that Amazing. like it just fell into place. Um, it just worked out that that was where the school was. But when I started school, I actually fell in love with it. I was really surprised how much I really did enjoy it. And I do think it is a very creative field. I know a lot of people say, oh, it must be so boring. And I'm like, there is nothing boring, I don't think, about my job. I When you get your hands on someone and then you start to feel like I, you, you create your treatment as you go, you know, and you start feeling the muscles and the response and everything. Like I find it extremely creative. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, really interesting. Do you feel like it's more artsy or sciencey? Uh, sciencey with a side of art. Mm. <laughs> Definitely science. I was told not to use the term sciencey. By who? Do you not remember oh, when Brian, we did the Brian, episode with Brian, Brian Fulton? Fulton? Sorry, bro. We were talking about the placebo effect. So he's an author of a book about the placebo effect. And I kept saying, like, I'm I'm a sciencey person, you know, and he's like, please stop saying sciencey. I'm like, okay, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you got scolded. I did. Is that is that why you kind of dig it? It's kind of that combination of the two? Yeah, I think so. I don't I don't I don't know why I like it so much. I think because people enjoy, like, I've had people come in, you know, and they're in pain and they're feeling miserable and they're in a bad mood and they mm. always leave feeling better. Like, it's it's nice. You feel like you can help people and it's a positive thing. I always joke because I, I work out of a dental office and I always tease the dentist because I'm like, people... Everyone hates the fucking Yeah, dentist. they hate you. They love me. Like, nobody wants totally. to go to the dental office, no. but they always want to come see me. I think I'd be happier going to a dentist if a dentist did more communication like a massage therapist does. Like, if a dentist went through things like informed consent and told me what they were going to do and explains me a little bit more of what's happening not just like my mouth's open i got suctioned in and yeah. suddenly there's a power tool in my mouth that's mm-hmm. totally why i like my dentist actually i've spoken about him before he is awesome because he does do that he's um 
I mean, the way he looks, he looks pretty young. So mm-hmm. I assume he's younger. Does he look younger. like Brad Pitt? No, he does not. Oh, does he look like nice. Dwayne Johnson? No, he does not. You're, you can see him still. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but I like the way he does actually sit down and tell me what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I despise his hygienist. And so it's like breaking my heart because I don't want to break up with him. But if he still keeps her around, I don't know. That's I'm going to have to make yeah. a move. What don't you like about her? Um, she lectures me. I don't appreciate that. Mm. I have clients who don't do what I tell them to do, as I'm sure you both do. Not everyone's going to follow the home care. So do I miss my six-month cleaning sometimes? Absolutely. One time, I after I had kids, I didn't go for, I think, three and a half years. So when I went in, I said, I haven't had a cleaning mm-hmm. for three and a half years. She literally spent 45 minutes lecturing me only to tell me my teeth were in great shape. Were you just like, fuck off and just scale my teeth, will you? Yeah, like I was just really annoyed. And then I thought, okay, and no, that I was don't maybe want that just one time. And then the next time I I went it was sort of more of the same and the last time I was there which is now I think the third time I've seen her she said um, I know you don't like to come in regularly and I'm like I'm here aren't I like can yeah. we just move on yeah. like I'm I'm just over her and she's like 12 years younger than I am so I'm like please stop lecturing me <laughs> woman with no children and no responsibilities do you think you she live at does home? it out of care for your mouth or do you think she does it as a sales job for sales. her it, yeah. it, it comes off as salesy. I don't know. Maybe she well, cares about think? me. I don't think so. What do you think? You think it's I a think sales, it's sales. Thing for her? Yeah. And it's super annoying. Mm. But he is so awesome. So I'm really torn. That was one thing I I learned. I've been at the dental office now for five years. And the dentist that works there is fantastic. I, he he explains. He's he's amazing. He will take you aside and explain. He, the for consent. He will talk you through everything. Mm-hmm. He will earmark things for later. He doesn't push anything. But there, there was a few dentists that used to work there, and I really saw um, how they would push. Like it was amazing mm-hmm. um, the sales pitches and what they would like. They would just fill every little crack, every little thing. Like they just were all about the money, and it, yeah. I it really opened my eyes to. The, that side of the dental world because I feel like with teeth like we don't know and you're paranoid right like you don't you don't want a mouthful of well, exactly teeth. I don't like, know I any don't better know. if my dentist is telling me I need something done I feel like I have no other choice but to believe him exactly so I He's needed like a somebody mechanic. I trust yeah, yeah I needed exactly. somebody I trusted so, it, so I was just like floored when I saw some of these yahoos they don't work there anymore but like I was like are you kidding me and then for us a lot of us don't have benefits so you're forking over all this money yeah. and I'm like what well that's hell? another thing it feels like a super sales job right from the beginning when they're like do you have benefits or do you not have benefits yeah how are we billing you mm-hmm. I'm like what difference does it fucking make mm-hmm. well and because I know it does make a difference when I started say seeing no, this say new no, dentist you don't have I, even if you do have benefits it's my advice to you is say no you don't yeah well the first time I went in there Paid that was like the first re- thing I said was I don't have any benefits because I wanted to make sure they weren't trying to squeeze every penny out of me yeah I believe he doesn't like mm-hmm. I feel like he's very fair yeah. and as I said he's really great his hygienist I mean if we could just do something about her I would be the happiest kid on the block <laughs> <laughs> I don't like being yelled at by a 20 year old oh god yeah I don't like being yelled at period yeah Right. Sure. How did you get in? Like, how did how does how does this massage therapist that doesn't specialize in temporal mandibular joint issues end up in a dentist office? It's a very good question. I um, was looking for a place to rent uh, when I was at a location and it was closing down. And uh, Kijiji, God bless Kijiji, had an ad for an RMT looking for somebody to rent the room, and it was in a dental office, and it was right around the corner from where I was previously working, and I thought. Perfect, because that way I didn't have to 
worry about losing any clientele. Yeah. And it worked out really well. And it's it's odd. Uh, but if you saw the dental office, it's it looks like a spa. It is the most beautiful dental office I've ever seen. Mm. And the hours work very well. Um, two of the days I'm there with the dental staff, but two the two evenings I work, uh, I'm by myself. So it's not um it's not that bad. It's not that loud. It's it was done really well. So it uh it really really works i've been there five years now shared patients between yeah 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 we actually so do you ever hear like the complaints from the patients about the dentist a little bit or just dental stuff dental stuff and our dentist he's very good so they the the staff is very good there um but yeah i definitely you see and sometimes you hear some weird moans and groans and some weird noises and stuff (laughs) from people um but for the most part it's it's fine yeah. And people know, like I, I warn them coming in and there's a few people who will decide not to come in when the dental office is open. They'll come in at night or whatever, but <laughs> like they'll just, you know, they'll ask. But every time I hear anything about dentists, I, uh, this is probably part of the reason why I don't like dentists. I automatically jump to the movie version of Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I picture Steve Martin fucking wanting to drill everything, singing a song. And, it, and I'm like, I'm out. I'm not doing it. I never, you have no I idea. never knew why. Uh, of course, I, my high school did Little Shop of Horrors. I know. Mm, okay. I know. What do I know? <laughs> um, no, I, what do I know? You're just my wife. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> wow, we have something new to talk about. After twelve years together, you know, we gotta we gotta think about gotta things we don't know. We learn more about each other on this podcast probably than anywhere else. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, you guys, you talk now. See, that's the thing. After we talk years, all the time. Like, now, yeah. Yep, the, yeah, exactly. So you work together <laughs> and lived. Well, holy hell! Congratulations. That's impressive. <laughs> you can do it. No, fuck no. Why not? Why Why can't you do it? I love my husband very Hopefully, very yeah. much. I could not work with him. Why? 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 I should say because he, he's. Uh, yeah, we would not work. You know those couples on amazing race that scream at each other the entire time that would be us <laughs> we have a wonderful child together we have a great life together but we need our own jobs mm. yeah i understand that i have a lot of people Wait, who say okay. hey pause okay. let me finish I the guns by on, the way his worst quality i love him so much his worst quality is he always interrupts me and he never lets me finish the thought it's not so true. he uh, it's not true right <laughs> anyway <laughs> Um, it's really not true people <laughs> ask me all the time like how do you guys work together one we met at work so we've kind of always worked together but we do work very differently and I, it's funny because I used to get offended when he would say you and I have very different modes of work because I, um, I was taking that I was only hearing what I wanted I was taking that to being I work this way and this is the right way and I don't like the way you do it it's not what he was saying it's just we have different ways of doing things I've had to adapt my style of work because I split my time between here and the kids. Not that he doesn't, but I'm the one who does, you know, the kids activities. I'm the one who does school pickups. I'm the one who does all the meal prepping and the grocery shopping. So I have to change the way that I work. So something that isn't pressing, I might say, okay, I have to leave this till tomorrow. Of course, I'd love to do it today. Mark's brain doesn't function that way. If something is on his plate to do, he will stay here. If it means he's staying here for 16 hours, he will stay here and do it. And over the course of how long have we actually been sharing this office together two and a half years ish two years something like that okay i mean we've worked together a long time but i don't know i gotta go count the tally in the other room on the wall oh, Jesus. <laughs> we've probably shared this office like working literally beside each other for about two years and i would say the first few months there was a lot more like snapping at each other because we weren't you were snapping at me oh you're right you were yeah. completely innocent in the whole thing oh, of, exactly. course. of course i, I believe that yeah. it was exactly. definitely me yeah so we there was a lot more of just you know not 
understanding each other as much. I now completely understand the way that he works. He understands the way that I work. And even if he's doing something that I wouldn't do it that way, let him be. Let him do his job. I know he's good at it. I trust him. <laughs> he needs to fail it on his own and oh, figure dear. it out that he did it wrong. Yeah. I just bite my tongue and walk away. Oh, you're a far more understanding person than I am. <laughs> it took, I mean, it took a learning curve and I think it would with anyone. Like it's... It's hard to work with somebody. It's hard to live with somebody. I mean, when you and your husband first moved in together, I'm sure there was habits that he had that you were like, oh, fuck, come on. Oh, God, yeah. Like yeah. what? Like what? Well, I would say one of the biggest mistakes, not mistakes, but one of the hardest things was I moved into his apartment. Mm. And that's a tough thing. If I going back, I would have tried to move into a neutral space that we mm-hmm. could do together. Um, so that was a challenge. And did you always feel like a tenant? Did you ever did you feel like this place is not really fucking kind hard? of? And he's very uh, particular. He's very organized. He's he's which really great qualities. And in time, I have now become organized in particular. Like I've adapted, like you said, I was disorganized and kind of all over the place. But at the beginning, he was very specific. And I think he stressed over my sort of creative self and my <laughs> ways of being less organized. And it used to drive him bonkers. But, you know, in time, we've now learned to work together. Obviously, we've been together 14 years, married nine, but... Uh, I don't I don't think we could work together. I wouldn't want to work with him, though, either. I'm a very like I lived on my own for 10 years before we moved in together. I like my space. I mm. that's part of why I like working. I, I, I'm i a sole proprietor. I work completely by myself. I like it that way. Mm. Yeah. And that's <laughs> that's another personality thing. I've got a good friend and her and her partner. They live in a smaller space right now. And he works from home a lot. And she'll say to me, like, how did you do this? Like, how do you do this? And I'm like, I don't know. I think it's just part of our personality. We're used to kind of always being on top of each other. So I don't know. It's the only thing I know. He doesn't really annoy me. You have that on record now. Yeah. You have it you recorded. Do. Well, I, I mean, there's recorded. also, it's also implied that I do annoy her a little bit, but you don't really annoy you, me. Oh, nitpicky on my words. You see? So there is a little bit. There's a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, people that are into acting, mm-hmm. are you all like normally chaotic in your personal life? Like, oh, probably a lot of them. Yeah, yeah it's a thing. Yeah, interesting. It's part of. I think creative. there has to be a amount of that. Like, it's a weird world. So back in my twenties, when I was actually trying to make a living at it you have to be able to drop everything at a moment's notice and go to an audition. Like you find out mm. a day before. So that's why you have wait, like you're serving tables and you're working these crap jobs that you can just like leave if you have to. So there's no stability. So I think it's, it's very common yeah. to be up in the air and all over the place. And that was really funny. My husband's a couple of years younger than me. So when I met him, I was in a world of unemployed actors. We were all unstable. We were all floundering. And then I met him and he was, had a shit together and he, was finishing school and about to open a business and he was like this mature dude who was younger than me but just had his life together more so than me and I was like holy crap was like that, was that attractive yeah, yeah but it was a whole other world because I was surrounded by other unemployed actors who just we were just like whatever like he was the first person I met that had a future plans and had a like an idea of what was going to happen and like mm-hmm. had a plan I was like wow this is kind of cool which actually kind of made me decide to put acting on the back burner and go to school Mm. wow so is is he spontaneous at all oh he's spontaneous yes he's way more spontaneous than me oh yeah yeah Mm. on that side so he yeah he's and he's like my opposite he you know 
motorcycle riding. Nice. I like him already. Yeah. He's a s- snow machine. He's from up north. Like he's, I don't know, he's way more spontaneous and fun than I am, I'm sure. Well, it was, we used to always laugh because I'm older than he is, but he was like the kind of old dude, like older, more mature guy. Yeah. And I was like the kid all the time. As soon as you say <laughs> motorcycle, you're spontaneous. Yeah. You know what's funny? Um, yeah. the, the woman who introduced Amy and I, our mutual friend, when she first introduced me to her, she said, Oh my God, you and Mark would love them. She's an RMT. He rides motorcycles. I'm like, you're right. We would yeah. love them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, let's let's talk about some of the- <laughs> Massage. I know it's my no, fault. It's no, my it's fault. not. It's This is the fun of the unprofessional. Hour. Anything goes. But I know that you've listened to some of our episodes, but you haven't listened to a traditional unprofessional hour. So we have some sort of standard questions by the way. that mm. we ask people. Give her a break. She's busy. I'm still disappointed. <laughs> busy. Mm. We've got some standard unprofessional hour questions that we ask. And so I'm just going to start throwing some of them out there. <laughs> the first question we usually ask people is, can you think of sort of the weirdest, funny or like the the most ridiculous thing that's ever happened to you as a massage therapist? Oh, there's so many. It's really hard to... One actually pops into my mind that just actually happened today. And I don't even know if it's that odd, but I got a call today. So my reminders come out automatically two days prior. And I had a call today saying... "Uh, I didn't know you worked on Sundays. I just got a reminder that my massage is on Sunday, February 23rd. At 6.15 p.m. I just want to confirm that that's correct. And I look at my calendar and I'm like, well, today's the 21st, so the 23rd would be Thursday. So I call him back. I'm like, yes, your massage is on Thursday at 6.15 p.m., the 23rd. And he's like, but I thought I was booked at Wednesday, the February 5th. I'm like, no, it was the most confusing <laughs> conversation <laughs> with a person I'd ever had. That was today. And I was shopping actually at the time and he had no idea, but I was, it was just the most convoluted, confusing. And then in the end, he was fine with coming on Thursday and his wife was coming on the Wednesday and it was all okay. And I'm like, could not figure out why he was even calling me to begin with. So and why he thought it was voice. February. Well, yeah. I was like, how did that even make sense? I'm hey, like, can you why read would the reminder? I send you a reminder a month in advance? I know. This is what happens when weed is fucking legal. Seriously. I was just like, this is the most confusing confusing and in the end everything was fine like it was like completely fine i'm like okay that was 10 minutes of my life i'll never get back but thanks i wouldn't have been a good 10 minutes yeah. anyway yeah exactly <laughs> working at a dental office you probably don't get a lot of dudes whipping the dick out eh no actually i've been very very lucky knock on wood this is gonna screw <laughs> me in the end wood. uh i've always worked in um places where i i have not yet had that experience so i've been very lucky i do get a lot of phone calls asking if I, you know, do full body or if I do happy endings and all that stuff. But luckily, I have not had any inappropriate people in almost 12 years. I do, however, work beside a questionable spa and uh, they have actually taken clients of mine. So because I work beside a spa, new people get a little confused, mm. even though I state it in all of my interactions with them it's in the, the phone calls office. and yeah. yeah, like blazing signs. It's in the dental office. Uh, every once in a while, I will get somebody who wanders into the spa and they'll take them. So if they'll say they're here for a massage, they'll take them. Mm-hmm. And I've had a few clients, um, new clients get some interesting treatments next door oh they stayed for the treatment yeah yeah because they didn't know they didn't know or they knew and they're just like well exactly (laughs) i can chalk this up to an honest mistake exactly exactly so i had my first request for a happy ending last week (laughs) i always say on the podcast that has never happened to me and ta-da i mean thankfully he wasn't on the table yet i was gonna say 
like Thankfully. in person? Yeah. So what happened was <laughs> I got a call from a number I didn't know. And of course I answer because it could be a potential client. Of course. Um, being that I have such a small practice and it's typically like the same people or referrals, like I usually know who's contacting me and majority of my yeah. people actually, we correspond through email. And this is not a storefront. It's not exactly. like someone's going to walk so by. So when I get a, a phone call, in. it's usually, it, it throws me off a little because that doesn't have, have happen very often. But anyway, I get a phone call, I answer. And the guy is one, he's on a cell phone with, it sounds very muffled, but two, he had a very, very thick accent and his English was very poor. So I, I was only catching words here and there. And I was trying to explain to him, like, you need to book an appointment, whatever. And and I was I was asking him questions and he wasn't getting it. And then I swear I thought I heard him say something about girls, but I wasn't. So I said, pardon me, what was that? And I didn't understand. He just said, okay. He said, you're this address. I said, yeah. He goes, okay, I'm coming there. And he hung up on me. And so I turned to Mark and I said, somebody's coming here, but I don't think he's coming here for what he thinks he's coming here for. So anyway, I just carried on with what I was doing that afternoon because I was doing paperwork. I didn't have any clients booked. And then the same phone number called me back about 20 minutes later. And he said, okay, I'm here. And I said, okay, you can come in. He goes, oh, it's unlocked. I'm like, oh yeah, he's not coming here for what he thinks he's coming here for. Why would my door be locked? So anyway, he walks in and I go to talk to him and still he's not understanding me. I'm asking him, you know, like, how did you find me? Like what, you know, trying to figure out what he's here for. And then he looks over, he sees Mark. Mark's not looking at him, but Mark was here working in the office. He sees Mark and then he looks around more. He sees like the skeleton and whatever. He goes, wait a minute. He goes, is this like medical? And I said, yeah. And he's like, oh, I want. And he kind of did like a hand gesture and a face. And I was like, no, not here. Goodbye. <laughs> and he left. <laughs> and uh, yeah, anyway, I came in. I said to Mark, it finally happened. <laughs> like, I am always saying I feel so bad think, for all these therapists. Do you think he, he frequents uh, Rub and Tugs? Well, I, mean, I don't he, think so. I think he was new to it. He might have been new, but he... It, it, the fact that he expected the door to be locked, but at Rub and Tugs, they're not even allowed to lock. Well, I mean, they probably do, but you're 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 in the bylaws. You're not allowed to lock the door. No, but the ones that operate illegally around here, the doors are locked. They let you in. Mm, I don't know. I'm just. What do you I'm mean just, you don't know? You went into fifteen of them. We've already talked about that on the podcast. Most of the time, the door actually isn't locked. But <laughs> but don't you have to ring a bell? Yeah, the door is closed. It's oh, it's actually it's written in the locked. bylaws for licensed body rub parlors that they can't have locks on the doors. Yeah. Yeah, and, and a holistic centers would probably. But be I mean, the same they've thing. got the bell. That's my point. Is yeah, yeah, that yeah. he didn't expect he didn't know that, that he could just walk, walk in. Him. So that kind of made me feel like, okay, if you, why wouldn't you be able to just walk in? I'm yeah, a yeah. massage therapist. Yeah. Why couldn't you just walk in? Yeah. But as I said, he saw Mark. That kind of threw him off. Like, why is there this guy here? And I was dressed just as I am right now. Yeah. And then I, the skeleton kind of threw him. <laughs> <laughs> my first practice on my own, I rented out of a yoga studio in um, in the Durham region, and it was about four doors down from a, a, a body parlor, a mm -hmm. very frequented one. It was very, very busy. And I so I had a large, large sign in the window that said registered massage therapy. And the number of people that would come in there and you're like, nope, you want just like down there, you know, like people got so confused. You know what else it is, too, though? There's a lot of holistic centers that mm -hmm. do this, that advertise or they have on their door insurance accepted registered yes, massage they make therapy. It look, yeah. Yeah. So it was really funny. <laughs> so I just kept saying. But I, I used to laugh, though, because like these women were driving fancy, fancy oh, cars yeah. and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I'm in the they wrong side of this business. Of money, yeah. And the thing 
that always blew my mind too is they would they were only open like I swear like nine to seven like they weren't open at night mm-hmm. and it was all uh, work trucks like all all workmen yeah and I was dying laughing because I'm like it was it, constantly work trucks in there I'm like these guys are on the clock getting this done it oh, was for sure. craziness and the the, mm-hmm. the attendants make killer money yeah. yeah like we did a podcast with a, a licensed body rub parlor owner and she's always looking for new attendants mm-hmm. so I always see her Instagram stories and it's like earn 500 to 1500 dollars uh, a, a day or something oh, I bet. it's yeah. insane or maybe that maybe I overshot it but no I'm pretty sure it's no. something like that they they make a lot of money. I saw somebody else's Instagram story recently, not hers, um, somebody else we had on the podcast. And it was talking about, um, I, I can't remember what it was. It was saying something like, why are we... Um, like discouraging people from going to sex workers. Like if you want to pay for sex, you can pay for sex. And it's because our society assumes that the people that work in the sex trade don't want to be there, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that, you know, they're being trafficked in yeah. some way. So that's why. But the the point of the post was saying, hey, you pay for everything else. You know, you pay to have yeah. a massage. You pay mm-hmm. to get your hair done. You pay to get your nails done. You pay to get a pedicure. You want to pay for intimacy or sex? Go for it. That's what the post was saying. I was like, that's an interesting perspective that I never really thought about. I think it's fine as long as they're not trafficked. Yeah, like the Bunny Ranch in the States or whatever, like a a legitimate, healthy, safe place. Why not? Like they're they're tested. They know what they're doing. They're safe. Mm -hmm. They're then go nuts because it is a, it is a better way to do it than these you know women that are being victimized or trafficked on yeah. the streets and stuff so yep absolutely you know if they're in control of their their lives in control of what they make then all the power to them i did see a funny post on facebook i don't know if you're in any of the massage groups it was actually really really funny where someone sent a female massage therapist a text message kind of saying like hey i've got a bachelor party going on do you do massages and the person's like yeah i do was massages the bowling team or something i can't i can't remember anyway go ahead sorry it might have been you've seen i've seen it too yeah right and the guy's using his name and she's always calling him by a different name yes yes (laughs) his name was like muhammad she's like okay macaroon okay macaroni (laughs) and he's like uh i don't think you understand do you do anything extra and she's like oh yeah well i do salt scrubs i do this i do that (laughs) you know what what extra do you want and it just kept going on for pages he never comes flat out and says it he'll say he's like you know it's for a bachelor party so maybe the guys can take you to the limo after and there's champagne Pain and she's like, I like limos and champagne. Like, you know, but like, what? Are, yeah. Anyway, so she just kind of beat around the bush to the point that he got so pissed and he's like swearing at her, like, fuck you, bitch. And she's like, okay, it was nice talking oh, to I you. Oh, I love it when that happens. So it's like, you, you ever have the dudes that call you that they, they want to clean your ducks in your house? Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I always have a massive conversation with yeah. them. So these are the two moves that I always do. One is I tell them, yeah, I love it. They're like, okay, well, where are you located? I'm like, listen, man, I've got three furnaces. I got a 6,000 square foot house. Will you be able to do it in a day because now they're thinking oh my god crazy money here and the other one that i always use is do you guys clean pigeons they're like what i'm like pigeons or is it do just you clean ducks? pigeons <laughs> just or just ducks how about pigeons and, then, and uh, it normally ends up with the other guy going fuck you <laughs> i like that's funny i've been getting a couple of calls lately it's the same woman i recognize her voice and she calls and asks if i'm the business owner here and uh, the first time I said yes. And so she went through this whole spiel and you know, she's trying to sell me some sort of marketing something mm-hmm. or whatever. And I explained to her what we do. And I said, you know, I'm really not interested. I'm not the, you know, we're not the right business for you, but thanks for the call. I was very polite. And then she called again, uh, maybe two weeks after, same woman, same voice, like same kind of questioning. 
And so I said it wasn't me. And I said, can I take a message? And she goes, you're not the business owner. I said, no, can I take a message? And she kept saying, she's like, so you're not the business owner. And I was like, the fact that you're questioning me this hard means you must obviously remember we spoke already. Yeah. Like, why are you calling me again? And then she called one other time. And she's what, like, was can she, I, what does she want? She, just sell us some sort of, mar- it was, uh, she wants to come in and show us a video of what they can do for our company. And I'm saying, mm. I, send them next door to the real estate guys next time. <laughs> so yeah, come on in. We're free at this time. <laughs> well, the third time she called, it it was, uh, she ended up hanging up on me. So I don't think I'll hear from her again, but she called and she asked to speak to to the business owner. And again, like if you have researched my business the way you say you have, if you go on my website, my name is there. You wouldn't be asking for business owner. You would, you would ask be asking it. for Amanda. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, you've, you've researched my business. Okay, no, you saw a listing and you called me. And so she called again, can I speak to the business owner? And I said, she's not available right now. Can I take a message? Click. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're done here. <laughs> Have you guys ever gotten those emails where they're, it's like Mrs. Benjamin's whatever. Mrs. Nancy, Mrs. Yeah, Sarah. looking yeah. for, they have the five construction workers and they're yep. going to send the car. And it's like, yep. I don't, you know, I don't even understand that. I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't understand what, I don't. The, what the purpose of this is. Like, yeah, I don't get I, it. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. What is the end game? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the scam is. Yeah. They're saying, can we pay by credit card and prepay for this many treatments or whatever? I want, I want somebody to play into that I at know. some point just so I can know, I know. what happens. Exactly. I've but then I'm afraid. I'm like, are they coming to attack me? Like, I yeah, don't know. I don't know what the scam is either. I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, a part of me just wants to see what happens. But unless it's one of those things where they give you someone's credit card information and then they want a refund and then you send them a refund like via oh, maybe. via oh, e-transfer yeah. or something like Pre-paying, that. Prepaying, yeah, probably. They'll prepay and then they won't show up so they'll have to... Something like that. Something like that. I'm curious. Yeah. But it's so strange and it's just like, it's so annoying. You just keep getting these emails. I'm like, well... I don't mind them actually. I don't get... I, I'm not overly protective of my inbox as a lot of people are. I mean, no. it's just so fucking easy to swipe left and, and it's yeah. gone <laughs> or to hit no, a button just, and hit yeah. delete. I, I really don't understand like people that are so overly protective of their inbox. I don't want this. I don't want that. I'm like... Yeah, I gotta say it's kind of well, funny. Well, maybe keep sending me stuff. I'm okay with it. <laughs> it's kind of funny though. Like you get our Con Ed emails. Mm-hmm. Actually, the first time that Amy and I met, we were out for a mutual friend's birthday and we got uh, seated together. Uh, where did we go to dinner? that night i don't remember was that the oh was that the first time we met or did we meet at her daughter's birthday party because we all have kids the same age either way uh yeah one of those two i can't did remember. you guys have a good time yeah yeah we had a fun night just don't remember where and what you did but... no it was a it was a restaurant in whitby okay, and i'm okay, not okay. from there I is that no when we did the escape called. room we did the escape room yes, after we went that to was dinner. fun that was a lot of fun we did not escape yes we did, did we yeah we did were you guys on the same team? oh we did but because we got the extra bonus yeah clue. we had to you know they oh, we did you've, escape you've That's never right. done i've never done you um you can get up to like an intro you can get up to three three clues sort of where they'll come in and they'll help you if you're not getting it and we had to use all our three clues but we still escaped yeah we did escape i forgot that yeah. yes we did. it was a difficult one I'm because sorry. you had to have a lot of knowledge of astrology and thankfully we had somebody with us who did, who did yeah i know i know nothing no nothing i mean i know I'm, I'm an aquarius and i know what they say about aquarians and i feel like i fit that but doesn't everybody feel like they fit their zodiac if i feel like i fit mine and i feel like yours doesn't fit me at all then maybe there's something to it yeah right i can no, read I, yours and I i'm actually, like i don't see myself I actually in this believe at all. in astrology i really do but um i don't know enough about it but we did have somebody with us but anyway yeah. where was I going with that I started it by saying when we first met your emails oh yes and um, so that's how Amy found out that 
Con Ed emails come from me. She was like, wait, you're Con Ed? Yeah. Like, yeah you're I'm, the one that's annoying and I said, yeah, I'm the one that's like annoyingly sending you emails every two weeks. And she's like, yeah, like I don't, I don't mind because at least it keeps her up to date. Yeah. What makes me laugh, uh, we have an unsubscribe button at you the bottom because you have to. Right. So we have an option to unsubscribe. And every time we send an email, we get at least some Yahoo messaging us saying, please stop sending me emails. We're like you just have to click the button, man. Oh my like, God. Like we will stop. People, yeah. But click the button. But I mean, we'll manually re- remove some when yeah. they do that yeah. but each time i'm like just you want to i used to, i used to take a screenshot and then and then circle where the unsubscribe button is <laughs> and send it back to you saying that's how you do it but i stopped being see you guys have like fancy emails like on a real email list see i'm i'm a tech idiot so every uh monday i send out an email to my clients with the available appointments for the week so it's a really good way for me to fill up my week and I just do it through my regular email I don't have an actual real fancy email list mm-hmm. and then people every once in a while say can you please unsubscribe me and I'm like sure well I can't figure out how to do that like so <laughs> I, I'll be like um yeah eventually I promise you I will can you just block me for now I figured out how to do it finally so were you like just putting everyone in like blind carbon copied and then yeah. you send it off yeah. ah, okay. um and and I, I let people know that's what it is yeah, like yeah, i sure. like tell people and it's it's blind so at least i can do that like so i'm yeah. not just mass emailing yeah i used everybody. to do that years ago when i you know i worked on my own and i mm-hmm. had a, a private practice so i just had everybody blind carbon copied yeah. if i was sending out like a mass email to yeah. my clients and of course if they sent me an email saying take me off the list i would just remove them no big deal you just remove them from your contact list but um yeah, now we have the schmancy ones yeah. that people can unsubscribe themselves. Yet still, they Can't don't. Yeah. They still don't. But there's there always those people. people. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a tech person either. But I can click unsubscribe. Although that I don't. I do. Although I don't. I am that person that gets annoyed that the Gap sends me emails every day. I could stop getting them if I wanted to. <laughs> See, I like the emails because you never know when you want a coupon or a thing or something. That's why I don't unsubscribe. Like yep. some places are aggressive and they. Say send emails like ever. I feel like I get an email from Sephora daily. Oh yeah. I don't even wear makeup. I go to Sephora like twice a year. Yeah. But in that off chance that there's a sale that I really want mm-hmm. to know about, I stay on the list. Yeah, I stay on the list too. Because the moment you unsubscribe, some sale comes up and you don't have the thing you need. Yep. You don't have the like promo code or whatever. Yeah, I get emails from yeah. The Gap, from Sephora, from Licenza, from Old Navy. Like I have oh, yeah. so many email lists. Well, yeah, Gmail will like have the promotion section, which I yeah. like. So it separates it out, which is really handy. It doesn't so. do it on my phone. Is that a setting that I have to it's do? On your, it's on your mm-hmm. computer. On my computer, it separates them. But on my phone, everything comes into one inbox. Oh, really? Yeah. I think it, you have to set it on your phone. I think. It must be. Yeah, I just must have not and set I it up. Love it, See, not a tech way. person. Mm. Oh, but yeah. No. <laughs> so. Do you think Matthew McConaughey is a text person? Oh, it wasn't him, Brad Pitt. Do you think Brad Pitt's a text person? I text also like Matthew McConaughey, but not as much as you do. Mark like- loves him. All right, all right, all right. Like I feel like I Mark wants like to be him or date. him. I don't want to be sure. him or date him, and he looks like he smells. So I don't even. I don't even <laughs> yeah, I don't even he's a little natural. Him. Well, I mean, he doesn't. He is a little yeah, natural. He looks like he smells like a, a whole lot of weed and a little bit, a little bit of fresh sweat. Not like stale sweat, fresh sweat. He, he still looks like he fucking <laughs> takes a bath every once in a while, right? <laughs> once a week, maybe. <laughs> do I think Brad Pitt's a tech person no. i don't know he's quite a bit older than i am so yeah. i don't know mm. um have you ever had like a super irate or angry client that's something we talk about a lot on the unprofessional hour just somebody who's just ridiculous and like freaks out uh coming in yes leaving no 
I've been very lucky. I've had people come in irate and cranky and very upset. Uh, they usually leave happy, but I've had some. So they don't come in mad at you. They're just no, mad they're just at the mad world. at the world. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, definitely have had some irate people. You know, when you let them know that you're charging them because they didn't show up, or you're charging them the full price because they're late, or this or that, the other thing. Yeah. But do you find it hard to uh, uphold the cancellation policy? Oh, horrible. Yes. How do you, how do you do it? How do you do it? Um. I honestly say that I says <laughs> in my I am one little person working for myself and uh, I'm trying to make a living, so I just make them feel guilty. So you guilt them, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I have a sm- I shouldn't say small. I've been doing it a long time, but I have a very very loyal client base. So most people are very respectful, yeah. and uh, I don't have a lot of no shows and I don't have a lot of last minute cancellations. So those who do usually are very good they don't question it um my bigger problem is it's usually newer people like you know the new people Mm -hmm. who don't show up yeah so that's that's a little difficult there's always exceptions and i have a thing that says like no exceptions obviously there are those you know death like there's exceptions but for the most part people are very uh respectful so i'm i'm lucky but it's hard it really really is hard you know but i had to say across the board because otherwise if you start picking and choosing you can't so I know I need to be a little bit firmer like I have the cancellation policy and I have had to have people pay before because they've no showed or canceled last minute Mm -hmm. or whatever so I, I do uphold it but my clients know that if they've got a really good reason that I'm going to let it slide mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I have a handful of clients that I don't know. I think they think because they've been with me so long that like I wouldn't charge them. And so it becomes super awkward because they're almost like, <gasps> if I'm like, well, you know, you didn't show up and they think like, you know, we're almost like we're friends, right? Yeah. And I'm like, well, we're, we're not friends. You pay me for a service and I booked you an appointment and you were not here. So I made no money. Yeah. Give me money, please. <laughs> I had that problem sort of going into the end of last year. So I, I sent out a big thing. I made a big thing about like sticking to the cancellation policy. And so at the beginning of this year, I sent it out again and just made sure um, everybody signed the cancellation form and blah, blah, blah. And so... It, now making sure everybody's aware of it i have i've only had one and they've been pretty good this year so far but i just i had to stick with it um it's hard yeah it's it's hard and because of those people but like i just made a big point of it beginning of 2020 being like this is i can't i can't do it i can't do it you know especially like i i have a waiting list i'm sure you do like I only do two evenings a week and there's a waiting list so I can fill that spot. So let me know. Like I will fill like I'm like you're losing money. We, yep. So you got to sorry. There's not much I can do. Well, and that's the thing is I have to explain to my clients like if you cancel on me an hour before your appointment, there's no chance of me getting that spot filled. Well, yeah. not no chance, but odds are I'm not going to yeah. fill that spot. So that's like a hundred bucks. I'm not yeah, making exactly. that day. Like that matters to me. I work yeah. part time and like you, I only do two evenings a week. Even if it didn't matter to you, it's the yeah, fucking principle. It's the principle. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. The place where I take my daughter for swim lessons, they have a very strict cancellation policy. And I've heard a lot of parents complaining about it. I mean, I also don't love it, but I get it. Mm-hmm. So they require 24 hours notice if you're going to cancel a lesson. In a 12 month period, you're allowed one emergency cancel where they will allow you to make up the class with no additional charge. Mm-hmm. If you are, you know, somebody who chronically like doesn't show up for the class, they're not going to let you do a makeup, right? Yep. So anyway, there's a lot of parents who complain because these are kids, right? They get sick in the middle of the night and whatever. And I said to them, like some of the parents and I were talking and I said, I, 
I understand how frustrating it is for you. I don't love it because you're exactly right. Our kids get sick. But if they're not strict about it and they let us do whatever the fuck we want, yeah, then there's going to be people who are just like, eh, you know what? I don't feel like taking her today. We won't go today. I'll make up the class next week. Mm-hmm. And that's not really fair to them either. So they have to be strict about it. But yeah, it really causes a lot of angst and frustration with the parents there because you don't know if your kid's going to wake up with a fever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough, but it's, I, have you it's, ever had someone just like outright, like I'm not fucking paying this. You didn't, uh, you didn't give me a one treatment person, I'm not paying for it. I had one person and, and that's fine. Yeah. You know what? I'm not, I'm not here to make friends. Like that's, that's fine. I'm not mm-hmm. here. I don't want you as a client anyways. Then yeah. like, you know, like I said, most people I've had for years and, and they respect me enough and you know, that's fine. Yeah, that used to be one of my favorite role plays when I used to teach like the ethics course. <laughs> yeah, you try enforcing your cancellation policy. Let's play this out right now. Yeah. Oh well, sir, you you know, you agree to the get fuck off, I'm not gonna pay you. <laughs> you should see their face. I'm like, uh, does this happen? I'm like, yeah, it could it does oh, yeah. happen. So I had a lady come and complain to me about another therapist. Um, because something like it wasn't a therapist that I knew she had been going to another place and that therapist enforced her cancellation policy and she said I just couldn't believe the nerve I've been a loyal client of hers for this many years and this one day and I couldn't make it and I I I whatever I can't remember what she said but she was like and can you believe that she then still charged me for that appointment I said well I do believe it all of us have that policy. And I sort of explained to her why. I don't think she liked the fact that I wasn't siding with her. But I was like, well, it, we have to. Like you said, we're self-employed. I'm one little person. If my hands aren't on, on somebody, I'm not making any money. Yeah. Like, like who do you think pays me if you don't show up? So I, she didn't like that too much. I had one guy that stopped coming to me when I made him pay for a missed appointment. Yeah, yeah I've had that He too. didn't get upset. He paid me. Mm-hmm. But I could kind of tell the way he left because he always pre-booked his appointments. So he came in and this was the thing that pissed me off so much. Again, it's not that because you can't afford it, you should. But this guy was fucking rolling in money. Like it was <laughs> it was painful how much money this guy had. And he comes in and um, when he was checking out, I said to him, um, actually, you owe me double today because you no showed on Tuesday. And he was like, uh, oh, and I said, you know, I, the first time I always give someone a warning. So this was his second yep. no show. The first one I had told him, if you don't show up, you will be charged for the appointment. So when he did it the second time, I didn't feel the need to say anything. Mm-hmm. I have already warned you about this. Yep. So I said to him, you owe me double because you didn't show up on Tuesday. And he was like, oh, like kind of thrown off by it. Again, he pulls this wad of cash out of his pocket. He pays me for both appointments. And I said to him, do you want to book next week? Because he was a weekly client. And he said, I'll text you never heard from him again. I ran into him at a restaurant and he just pretended he didn't see me. Like I didn't approach (laughs) him and say hi, but I know he saw me and normally he would have been the kind of guy to say hi and he just pretended he didn't see me. I'm like, well, that's fine. I don't really want you as a client if you don't respect me at all or my time. Yeah, I've lost clients too for that reason. And again, I don't really care. Like it's, I'm, I'm, it's a business. I'm here to make money. It's my job. And unfortunately I can't be sitting around twiddling my thumbs when I could be making money. Yeah. So that's a good move, though. The, how you how you uh, brought that up after you treated him when he was yeah. ready to pay? Because I know a whole bunch of people that they're like, 
I won't take you in unless you pay for the previous one. I'm like, if they refuse to pay then, then you're out that one that they missed. And then you're out potentially the one that's right in yeah. front of you that you can't fill that spot yeah, anyway. No, he showed that's for his good. appointment. Right? So I did the treatment. And then it was that when was it was strategic. time to pay, you got to pay me did for Did you both. purposely do that? Like just take, um, I don't that? remember. It was mm. a few years ago, but. I think it was just natural. Like he's here. Why am I going to make it awkward before we go into the treatment? Right. right, right, right? Yeah. Let me just do this treatment. He showed up and anyway, mm. never saw him again after that. And it was too bad too. Cause before that happened, he was one of my favorite clients. What made he him was a just, favorite client? Everything he said was outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, he was just a funny guy. He, I've, I think I've spoken about him before. He had the most hair of anybody I've ever met. Body so hair? For, yes. Body hair. So Ooh, the first yeah. time he came in, it was, um, it was summer, but he had like a light sort of jacket over top. Um, it was, I think June, like it wasn't crazy hot, but he was covered completely when he walked in and we're sitting, we're doing the intake and he's really funny. And, you know, he's, he's a really nice guy. Um, he was quite a bit older than I am. And so he was, he was almost talking to me as if I was like one of his children, cause he has adult children, which I thought was kind of funny, but I'm used to it and it's fine. Um, but then as I was uh, instructing him to get on the table, he sees my bottle of lotion on the side. And he said, is that the lotion you're going to use? And I said, oh, yeah. Do you have any allergies? And I was showing him and he said, no, no, no. Any kind of lotion is fine, but you're going to need a lot more. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, what? And th- that kind of threw me off. He's like, oh, you'll see. He's like, I'm a really hairy guy. So I left, I come back in, he had probably two and a half inches of hair coming off of his entire back. Like it was long and it stood up. And he said to me, I used to be self-conscious about this when I was younger. He's like, now I don't give a shit. I go to the beach, take off my shirt. It looks like I'm still wearing a sweater. It's fine. Oh my God. Well, at least he's aware of it. I, I have How one of those. How can you not be aware No, but at least he was upfront about it. Like I, I have one of those and, and yeah, it's just. And I he have pretends he's not hairy? Doesn't mention it. I put an extra like sheet over top of it because like that shit gets everywhere like and, everywhere and like it's it's everywhere so i put an extra i've learned to put extra sheets down and like it's 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 special it's a lot of, and the funny thing is is that my client he's bald in his head yeah so was wow. this guy oh my god did he just start coming to you when no you i've been seeing him for a couple years <laughs> <laughs> he's not very funny that's like god's cruel joke yeah it's let it's, me take it off your head and place it everywhere else except for your body i remember i had one guy that got his back waxed and it was like you could see it was a full square in his back it was a full like you can see the corners he's like i waxed for you i'm like thanks it's like oh god i have another client who i don't know if he waxes or he shaves but every time he comes to see me he's stubbly, he's stubbly. in his back oh, yeah. so like it hurts my forearms I know. <laughs> I know. So, he's, you're like, so would you rather have the the two inch hair guy or would you rather have the stubble honestly i don't care either way like, if you have to choose um in the perfect world where you can choose the amount of hair on someone's back, <laughs> someone's back. <laughs> i think i might go with the stubble only for the for what Amy for said is yeah the mm-hmm. cleanup is hard because it, it gets all over me it gets all over the sheets it gets all over the table that's the part it's that grosses me out the most because you end up using so much lotion or oil or whatever it's all over the place and then you have this body hair that's all over your hands the back of your hands your forearms and it's not yours and that's yeah. the grossest part combination of so much grease and then fucking hair, hair. that's like short and curlies in the fucking shower at the gym <laughs> yeah. like, that's what it's like to me. But meanwhile, it's all over. I remember the first time I treated this gentleman and walking out to wash my hands. It's at the dental office and somebody in like one of the hygienists was walking. She was like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, 
you know, like it was funny. I mean, like meanwhile, you're like finger deep in somebody's mouth. Like to me, that that grosses me out. To be like, they're always telling me things that they find in people's teeth, which mm. grosses me like out. What? Like what? Like yeah, what? I want to know popcorn and food and like uh. things. Like, and I remember somebody said like she found one of the hygienists found I can't remember what it was in her mouth, and the woman was like, "Oh, I haven't eaten that for like two weeks," and Whoa. we were like, "Ooh!" So I'm like, I will take my hairy back over that any day <laughs> that's true eh? i know people always say that like our job is gross and i guess to some people it is it doesn't gross me out it doesn't like, gross touching, me out touching a person's feet touching a hairy no. body like none of that grosses me out dry skin oily skin like none no. of it bothers me I, i've it's second nature right it's just mm-hmm. what i do but i have a lot of people who say to me so like you touch feet i know people are weirded oh, by out by that and doesn't your gp's got a way worse job right? than we do oh, God, for yeah. sure yeah. the amount of shit that your fucking gp sees yeah <sighs> no i don't never it's not worth it none of it i don't want to swipe a no hip card if i gotta look at those things <laughs> 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 what about clients uh you know talking about matthew mcconaughey what about clients who don't <laughs> smell so fresh oh yep definitely have a few of those that's a tough one it, it doesn't necessarily gross me out but like the smell can sometimes really get to me even if it's just like some kind of product they use on their skin it's just it's it doesn't necessarily have to be like body odor yeah. smell but there's just some smells that i'm like i have to now be in a closed small space with you for an hour oh yeah or the times when it just doesn't fucking wash off. Oh, yeah. Or you like, take it home with you. It's like, are you crazy? Or it's in the room for the next client. Yeah. Yep. Like that's that's hard too, I find. And the next client's like, what's that smell? I'm like, sorry. <laughs> the dude before you. <laughs> I have one client and I've tried to stress this and I've actually asked her. I'm like, please don't wear any perfumes. Please don't. Mm. Like we're scent free environment, all this crap. And every time she comes in, I sneeze. She comes for a 90 and she wears this. I don't know if it's her perfume or her body lotion or shampoo or whatever, but I must be allergic to it i have sneezing fits every time and every time she's like oh you have a cold i'm like no it's your freaking perfume like jesus <laughs> lady she, stop she wearing old? it uh no she's only like probably in her 50s mm. and it's does it, she smell like is it like old lady perfume no it's just very f- floral okay, so i don't okay. i'm not sure exactly what it is but every time <laughs> you should find out like, so you know not to buy it i'm like jesus like it just it's so irritating and i've and i've said like i've flat out said like please try not to wear you know but she hasn't clued into it yet so yeah mark has a client who's wears like stronger like lotion or perfume or whatever and mm-hmm. sometimes I can, on my I can smell it on him oh geez and i was like oh i know who you treated yeah. today <laughs> yeah it, it doesn't come off my hands f- f- sometimes like a the whole day yeah it really sucks when you're eating and shit you're like oh yeah like some of the smells are potent and they mm-hmm. just like absorb to you and you're like oh yeah. i have this um married couple that i treat and uh, are they happily married very happily married just they wondering. are the actually they're probably the most adorable couple i've ever met in my entire life they Whoa, do that's a that's a big statement but you know what they've been married for i think he said 37 years they just celebrated an anniversary mm. and they do everything together like they will come in for treatment together she'll sit out here and read her book while he gets treatment and then he'll do his thing and then i'll say to them you know what else you guys doing today oh we're gonna go to costco and then we're like they're just so cute they do everything together but um it was really sweet he has a lot of lower leg and foot pain so he asked me on the maybe the last half hour of one of the treatments can she come and sit in and watch what you're doing so that when we're at home she can help because it's it's pretty aggressive so anyway she came in and she was sitting and i was showing her and the lotion that she uses to treat him at home i can't stand the smell of like it's painful <laughs> and so she had actually worked on him the night before because his calves were hurting so much 
So I'm working on his calves and I'm smelling this and I can't like make any faces or show that it bothers me because she's sitting right there watching <laughs> me. I'm like, oh, I don't know what it is. They get it from like their country. And oh, yeah. it's yeah, it's like important. I actually Something. I yeah. did a home visit for them one time because his mother actually had um, like a hip injury and she couldn't walk. So I went to their place to treat his mother. And on the way there, I realized I'd forgot my lotion. So I called him. He said, no, don't worry. We have. That's why I know what it is. I had to use it. That shit stayed on my hands for probably three days. It is strong smell. I'm sure it's great. Like they say, like it helps and it's got like pain relieving whatever. But oh my God. Got something in it that just didn't agree with you. It hurts my soul a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) But they're so nice. So I'll handle the smell. (laughs) He was actually one of the clients though that um, it got awkward. Because I think, again, I went to his house, I treat him, his wife, his mother, like, I think he feels like, you know, that we're, we've got some sort of like special connection or whatever. Um, That when he didn't show up for an appointment one time, and I mentioned the cancellation, the look on his face was like, I was... I was asking him something ridiculous. I'm like, sorry, dude. <laughs> but you almost would think it'd be the opposite. You think because you have a rapport and you've been there, then he would be more. That's what you would you think. Know, he'd it, feel it got worse really, that yeah. he, you know, he'd feel worse. But it got really awkward. Yeah. I felt like almost as if I was doing something wrong. And I was like, yeah. no, wait a second. Wait, I'm exactly. not doing anything wrong. Yeah. He canceled an hour before his treatment. Yeah. But anyway, it's tough. he's still a client. And he hasn't done it since because that was his warning. Yes. Hopefully he will not do it again because then I'm going to have to ask him to pay and then shit's going to get weird. It's all going to be weird. (laughs) (laughs) I have a question for you guys. If you guys see a lot of couples, do you ever end up being couples therapist? Um, I try not to give a ton of advice. But yes. I definitely but you hear, hear a lot. Yeah. yeah, I I see a lot of couples as well. Super awkward. The other day, Mark will know because he was sitting here. A couple came in. They just had a baby. So mm-hmm. they came in together and they were both getting treatment. So one would stay with the baby while the other gets treated. And I had the wife first. And I don't think she knows the volume of her voice. Like oh, this place no. is not that big. And she's going off about all the things he's been doing since they had the baby that's pissing her off. And I'm like, he can probably hear you. <laughs> oops yeah i try not to give advice either but i definitely hear this uh different sides of the same story a lot you're like okay just nod and yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm." i've had awkward moments not not so much when i was treating but when i was personal training with really rich clients like really awkward moments like where the husband comes in and just laying into his wife about spending his money to the point where i watched him go into his pocket pull out a wad of cash and just whip it at her it's like take it you're spending it all anyway it's like really uncomfortable moments but as like you the personal trainer yeah. standing there and oh, yeah. like yeah, i was just standing there that money's coming to me i was just standing there in the kitchen and i'm like uh like should i go like what's what's happening here so uncomfortable yeah, it's it really uncomfortable like red-headed stepchild yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good lord <laughs> um i heard you telling mark off mic um when i was finishing up with my client that you you specialize in prenatal? Yes. Is that I so do even a lot at of the dental office, you get yes, a lot of prenatal clients? Yes, I have a lot of prenatal clients. How do you market that? How do they find you? Uh, word of mouth, mostly. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I, uh, word of mouth, a lot of Facebook, gotta love Facebook. My, my name goes out there a lot. And so all those mom groups... I pop up a lot and I have a love hate relationship with Facebook because I do a lot of Facebook marketing. Yeah. 
I get reported a lot. Oh. And so I get blocked a lot. Like there's been like a handful of times where I can't even log into my account for really? days. And I think now I'm at like the tail end of a week that I'm uh, not allowed to post in groups that are not mine. That's so weird. Yeah, yeah. See, again, I'm not very techy, so I don't. My my cousin set it up, so you know, my Facebook, my Twitter, and my Instagram is connected. So yeah, if I do idea. one, like I can yeah. kind of do it. Yeah. But Facebook has been really good to me. My name awesome goes out tool. for some good stuff. And, awesome tool. Yeah, so yeah, it is. It's good. It's free, which is always good. And, yep. And that's still like old school. I mean, in, I'm in Instagram now because like the young kids, that's what they're into. Them youngins. I don't really understand that. But well, it as help. you said, you're in your 40s. So it's these 20 somethings coming up that are going to be starting to have babies soon. Yeah. So you need yeah. to be appealing to them. Yeah. So uh, uh, people our age are not necessarily trying to have babies. Yeah, exactly. I know no, I'm talking about getting snipped and people are having babies. Oh, yes. It's snipped. so much easier. Yeah. Can you tell my husband that? <laughs> if you're listening. It's really funny. Like, I, I never thought of myself as an indecisive person. Like, I've, I feel like I've lived my entire life like, this is what I'm going to do, and then I do it. And mm-hmm. it always has gone that way. Yet, every time the conversation of more kids comes up, I'm like, for sure, I don't want any more. And then he'll say, like, so should I make an appointment? I'm like, no, don't do it yet. <laughs> like, I've got serious problems when it comes I to this. I don't think we can do it, man. The, the, the little one's now out of fucking diapers and shit. Oh, I don't, don't want to go back. No, to... we can't. We can't start over. And I know that. But there is something so permanent and sad about feeling like I'll never have a new baby again or I'll never be pregnant again. And I, I don't want to be yet. I don't want to not have the option it's so and i'm up. honestly i'm sick of pulling and praying like let's yeah. just <laughs> <laughs> you've been lucky so far <laughs> let's just exactly one time my prayer is not going to be answered the prayer and then we're going to have fucking twins and then that's oh a whole i had a other friend that happened show. too yeah, yeah actually i knew an esthetician yeah. that that happened too when i was pregnant with my second i went to her for a pedicure and i told she, i told her it was my second she said oh i have four kids i'm like oh i'm done after two she goes that's what i said and then an accident happened and it was twins. Yep. Yep. I've heard that that would that that be my biggest nightmare. I'm one and done, so we're we're good. Mm. And I'm old, so that is not happening <laughs> ever again. Did you always know you only wanted one? Like was that a decision that yes. you made? Yeah. 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 So yeah, we're good. We're happy. <laughs> Ask my daughter, she has a whole other idea. But she has a baby cousin coming at any moment who is actually due today. But so that's taking the pressure off mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> When I was younger, I didn't obviously didn't know how it worked. I remember asking my mom for a twin sister. Oh, like I thought it was possible when yeah. I was like six years old that you just give me a twin. <laughs> sure, you're, you're not that sciencey. No, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, I'm not. <laughs> Although cloning, maybe I was ahead of my time. There you go. <laughs> true, true, true. A second. Amanda. I'm like having trouble figuring remembering some of the other unprofessional hour questions because <laughs> we haven't actually successfully recorded one in so long. You do home clients. I do. So tell us about, because that, that shit might get weird in someone's house. I Well, no, I, I only do referrals. Obviously, I won't go to strangers' homes. Um, so I have the same people, a lot of new moms, mm-hmm. some shift workers, a lot of families. Luckily, I haven't, again, knock on wood, been in any weird situations. I'm in a lot of bedrooms, though, I will admit. Is, there, is it strange being in a bedroom? Uh, sometimes, a lot. And it's funny because some people will really clean up their houses and some people are not tidy, like, some houses I'm like, whoa, like, wow, 
okay, it makes me feel a lot better about my housekeeping <laughs> skills. <laughs> but I, I enjoy it. So it's 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 a nice way of, you know, getting to snoop in other people's stuff. <laughs> Do you ever? No, never. Are you sure? Just... You've never used the wash and wash your hands and opened up the no, medicine never, cabinet? No, I've never done that. <laughs> Have you been ever tempted to do that? Maybe tempted. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I like the home visits. It's it's a nice change of pace and yeah, yeah, yeah. mix it up. Looking at the pictures on the wall. Yeah, yeah. a lot of pictures. That's funny you know stuff. why I'm giving you that look, right? Why? I think I know. But. One of our kids has uh, a friend whose mother used to do some modeling <laughs> and um, she invited me over for drinks one night. Like our kids are friends. I don't know her that well, but she invited me over for drinks one night and I said to him like, I don't know, should I should I go? I'm like, I, I guess it's good because our kids are friends, but I, I don't know, is this going to be awkward? Like I didn't really know her at all. And so anyway, I agreed to go and Mark was like, tell me what's hanging on her walls. Take pictures of the walls. Do you think she has some of her modeling photos? Up? Like, I don't know. <laughs> and? I was right, wasn't I? I, I feel no, like I was right. I told you I didn't know because where we were sitting to have drinks, it was a summer night, so we were on her back patio, and to go inside to go to the washroom, I didn't really have you know to walk do? by a we're lot gonna, of things. You know what we'll do? We're going to send our, our, our child to investigate. You're going to totally <laughs> use the kids. Yeah, to I'm going to get, get her. We, we have like an old Samsung camera that I'm still trying to, like a digital camera from way back when that I'm still trying to find a battery for. Once I find that battery, I'm like, you go take pictures of the wall. You're ridiculous. You go take pictures of the pictures. <laughs> That's nosy funny. nosy speaking of messy people i mean i don't judge live how you want to live yeah. but because i'm so opposite like i could never feel comfortable with people coming into my house when it was an absolute right like my place doesn't get too bad because that causes me anxiety like mm -hmm. i'm pretty anal about keeping things pretty clean but i mean everybody slips sometimes but if i know there's people coming over i'm like top of my game and marco says like why are you so obsessed i'm like i don't know like i feel like you should present your place and it's, I don't know, the best it can be when you have people coming over. Like, I, Oh, I don't... yeah, I agree. But yeah, I'm always surprised, though. Like, if I'm having people over, that's when I do clean the house. But when I go to people's houses, and it's not, most people's houses are very good. But there's been a few that I'm like, okay, mm. wow, you know, this is, again, I don't judge. But just, it's, I, I could not live... <laughs> Like that myself. Yeah. I could at least a bathroom. If you know someone's coming mm -hmm. over and they're 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 going to be seeing your bathroom, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, fucking clean yeah. that at least. Yeah. Right? I just think that's non-negotiable. Period. Like, sorry if I'm offending anyone who's listening. Like, just in general, keep your bathroom clean. Keep your kitchen yeah, clean. Yeah, those are the like yeah. those are places that everything should just else be might clean. be a disaster, but those yeah, are yeah like I, I I can be a little untidy Mixed textures. Oh, oh that drives can. him crazy. That's my pet peeve, man. <laughs> I can take clothes being all over the place. Fine, I can deal with that. I can take papers and books being all over. I can take that. Don't no problem. I can take dishes being all when Mix there's them mixed together. together. I'm like, you fucking kidding me? Why is there <laughs> fucking clothes beside a, a glass beside some magazines? Like that's a fucking shit show. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm more obsessed with cleanliness than he is. Like, if there's um, if our entertainment unit is like super dusty, like that drives me crazy. I'll have to clean it, but sort of like the kids toys being a little bit messy or like they're being booked somewhere like the no, clutter eventually it will bother me mm -hmm. and I do tidy up but untidiness doesn't bother me it's dirt that bothers me yeah whereas Mark could walk Disorder by the dusty me. TV like 27 times and not notice it's mm -hmm. dusty yeah but, but if he the, doesn't like things disorganized yeah, yeah the, if tidiness the fucking edges the of the stack magazines don't match up then I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Yet, how come you right? can't fold a fucking towel? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I can fold towels. I just don't fold them to your liking. I'm very particular so about my towels. Story, right? <laughs> if the TV remotes are not all fucking lined up properly, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why doesn't anyone see this? This is an easy fix. 
What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> this is pure chaos. The two of us Anarchy. together, you could imagine our place is clean because he's always tidying I mean, and yeah. I'm always cleaning. Like, between you guys, probably a spotless place. <laughs> no, we do have two crazy kids. So I yes, clean and then the... it's messy in 28 seconds. Oh God, it's insane. Like you clean and you're just like, what What just happened How here? did that happen? Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. I but that's fun it. for me to see when I come home and I haven't been home the majority of the day and it's toy chaos i'm like you guys had a good day yeah like i like that well i always say like a dirty kid is a happy kid you know like my kid likes to roll around and like i like to see her being messy and dirty because mm-hmm. i mean she's like having fun and exploring and did something other than like she's not really a video game sit on your ass and you know watch tv kid which is good some days i wonder too because i'm tired i don't want to have to entertain her but <laughs> you know I like that she's out there playing and, mm-hmm. you know, dirty and messy. I keep telling myself that. It's good. Do you see clients in your own home or you're just mobile? Just mobile. Oh, okay. And then in the clinic. No, no, no. God, no. When you're going to somebody's house, like you said, it's referral only, mm-hmm. right? You don't yeah. like walk into a stranger's no. house. Okay. I, that, yeah, that would be something I don't think I could do. Um, the director of the daycare that my youngest daughter goes to now part-time asked me for a business card today and she asked if I was mobile and I was like, no, I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. It just, it takes up a lot more time and I don't think I have the time to do it. Yeah, it definitely takes up a lot more time. I only, I do a minimum of an hour. I won't do anything less than an hour. I usually see more than one person at a time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a sweet gig yeah. though, if that's your gig. Yeah, for yeah, sure. And you know, you charge appropriately. Yeah. yeah. So it does help. I know there was a, a couple Wednesdays. So I do my home visits on Wednesdays during the day. Um, and I have a few families I still see in the evenings, but it gets sketchy because I'm already working two evenings a week. But my Wednesdays, there's been a few Wednesdays where I'm gone the whole day and I do like five clients of the day here and there and I'm 10 to five and mm. you know, you you make almost double what you make. <laughs> I'm like, this is a good day. Yeah, I yeah like, not know, a bad day. You know, one no day overhead week. and yeah. yeah. One day a week mobile, not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I used to do that with, um, I had corporate contracts. Mm-hmm. So I would go into different companies just one day a week and yeah, see like five. I don't know, but that people. still feels different just being in one spot for yeah, like Yeah, it was six, totally different. Six, I just meant hours. for the fact that there was no overhead yeah, 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 and yeah. I could go see like five or six people because I was always fully booked when I did that. So it was only one day of not being in my own clinic and I would, I'd, you know, make a decent amount of money in that one day. Not mm. like doing mobile because you can charge a lot more, but it was But still even a nice with gig. mobile stuff, sometimes I just feel like I'm the help. Sometimes you do. Yeah. Like sometimes it depends on the people and how they treat you. Yeah. Like sometimes and, I And feel. with some of these wealthy clients, I really literally felt like the help because I'd yeah. be, I'd, I would be sitting on the front porch having a cigarette with the cleaning guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Waiting, definitely... waiting for mama money banks to come home. Yeah, you know? <laughs> Do you have any clients that you feel like they speak to you that way? That are like almost borderline condescending in the way they talk to you? There's a handful. There's a couple for sure. A couple. Uh, Yeah, there's a couple names that pop out at me. There's this one kid. He's like 20 years old and like talk about your 20 year old hygienist and lectures me and talks to me like a complete idiot and i just you know nod and smile and treat him it's fine you know he's a he a private school boy and very privileged upbringing <laughs> sure 20 year old boy tell yep. me about the world yeah exactly let him <laughs> let him think he can school me or educate me on something that's fine fine you know, it's just they don't stop to ask you if you know anything or they just think you're, you know, the dumb massage therapist or masseuse. I'm just the masseuse. You're I'm like, the masseuse. <laughs> yeah, I had a woman ask me last Wednesday. She's um, a mom at one of my girls gymnastics classes. And she's like, oh, so you're a masseuse. And I was like about to correct her because I usually say 
And I was just like, "Uh uh-huh. And then later in that same class, she said, oh, your husband's a masseuse too. And I said, we are both massage therapists. Yes. Like that was it. I like, I'm not even about to start with the masseuse thing right now. That doesn't bother me. I mean, I, I don't really get it much, but if I were to, I don't think I'd be bothered by it. But that's just me. I don't really fucking care. I feel like I get it quite often. And I, I mean, not quite often, like it happens every day, but I feel like I do hear that term a lot. I don't know if it's different with men and women. Like, I don't know, masseuse, I think that's feminine, right? Yeah. Masseur is masseur, masculine. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I feel like I hear it quite often. Um, and also the people who have no idea what we actually do. My client and I were yeah. just talking about that next door um, just before you came in. Because she was saying that um, her mother had uh, COPD and she was diagnosed uh, years ago and one doctor wanted to, I guess, put her on steroids right away and whatever. And her mom didn't feel good about that and didn't want to do that. And so a friend of hers said, you know, maybe come see my uh, my doctor who practices traditional Chinese medicine and see what he can do for you before you decide what you're going to do. And so she went to the Chinese medicine doctor and anyway, she was getting treatment by him and ended up not having to go on the medication. And so we were talking about how um, it all started with talking about midwives, about how some people just have no idea like what people do. So her uncle lectured her for having a midwife Mm -hmm. because you need a doctor you need a doctor and even mark we've i think we've spoken about this we had a midwife with both of our kids mark's jaw dropped when the midwife started stitching me up after i gave birth to the first our first daughter he's like what they can do that it's like yeah they're medically trained like we are in part of their bag we are in great hands right now like i in no way felt like i needed a doctor there absolutely i I felt totally fine but that's like i was saying to her that's what massage therapists get somebody will come in with an injury and they will say to me like oh you know just don't touch this part because i'm going to a physiotherapist about it (laughs) like all right okay okay i'll just tickle over here then and make you smile (laughs) like come on yeah Yeah, they just have no idea Mm -hmm. what we actually know and what we can actually do sometimes and sometimes though that comes from going to a therapist that doesn't do fucking anything. That's true. Right? Yeah. It's funny that you say about midwives. I was having a conversation with my um, with a friend who's a nurse practitioner who's pregnant and having a midwife. We we're talking with a friend who's a chiropodist and she was like, wait, you're having a midwife? Do you mm. trust her? And this is a medically trained person. Yeah. Do like, you trust her? And my friend's like, no, I'm just going to choose a health professional that I don't <laughs> trust to deliver my baby. And we're thinking like, you're, you're a medically trained professional. Like how... Yes, we, you know, and we uh, kept going on about mid, like midwifery is a completely safe, like that's all they do. And they, it's for, a four year degree exactly. program. Like it's not a weekend course. Exactly. And, you know, but I think in the States it's very different too. And I think massage therapy, like massage therapy can yeah, be viewed differently different. in the States as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny. People don't, uh, they still think, you know, that we're, like I said, tickling their backs or, or what Within happened. the medical community, it's like that, though. I know I've spoken about this before. I had a new client come in who was a doctor, and um, he booked an appointment with me because he was new in the building and was trying to build a practice. So I guess he was getting to know the other people. It was a medical building. Mm-hmm. So there was a dentist there. There was a uh, massage therapy. There was a chiropractor. There was a chiropodist. There was an acupuncturist. Like, there was, everybody was there. And so he booked an appointment with me. And partway through my intake with him, I think he was sort of 
um, surprised at all the questions I was asking him, like didn't realize that the health history would be so extensive. And so he cuts me off in the middle and he said, how long have you been a massage therapist for? And I think at the time I'd been practicing about six or seven years. So that's what I said. And he said, oh, okay. And in your training, did you have to study any anatomy? No. None. Okay. None it's anatomy. And this is a this is a doctor that's mm. asking me this. So you know the chiropodist not understanding what a midwife does that almost doesn't surprise me. Like why don't other healthcare professionals know what other healthcare professionals do? We should know. That's why I love multidisciplinary clinics where yeah. you can see what the physios do, what the chiropractors do, what the massage therapists do, what the naturopathic doctors do, and realize that so much of our scope of practice is overlapping. So when someone says to me, "No, no, no, don't worry, I'm getting physio for that," I'm like, "All right." because fuck me what do I know right yeah exactly it's so true but it's funny do you ever have people like they don't want to fill out the health history or they're like do you really need to know this yeah yeah. or they write like just their name on it or something and they don't fill out anything and I'm like like, no nope you need to fill out everything you know I just thought I'd send that to you because mine's all online just for fun. Just I just thought it's just, just to get to know you. Like, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Like, fill out the form, people. Jesus. It's just, it blows my mind. Or when I go through it, um, one of my very standard questions in, in an interview, because I know people don't fill out everything because they mm-hmm. fill out what they think is relevant to you. So I will say to them exactly worded like this. Even if it seems minor or insignificant to you, have you ever had any strains, sprains, fractures, or dislocations? And then a spew of injuries comes out, but none of them <laughs> yeah. were on the health history form. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't think it mattered to you that I broke my tibia when I was 17. I'm like, well, it fucking matters. Like, yeah. tell me. Mm-hmm. I know they don't list everything and you're just like, oh, okay, whatever. Do you think this is a battle you're, you're always going to have? Always. Yeah. You don't think that's ever going to go away? No. Because there's still so many people who don't consider us medical enough. Like they like, Or the people who just, they just want to come in and relax, which is totally legit, totally fine. I yeah. have mm-hmm. no problem seeing someone for, you know, wellness and relaxation, but you still need to tell me what's on that form. You still need to fill yeah. it out because you don't know. Oh, you have high blood pressure. I'm glad I found that out now before I started treating you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even though you don't think it's uh, relevant, I need to know what's going on. I need to know, yeah. Yeah. Even with people that come in just looking for relaxation, because when we do our record-keeping course, that's the biggest question that comes up. Or not the biggest, but one of the questions that always comes up is like, hey, someone's coming in for relaxation. Like, what kind of stuff am I charting down? And I always I always kind of relate it to, um, you ever take your car to oil changers or like... Mr. Lube or Jiffy Lube or whatever those fucking places are called. And they do the like and 92 they do, point And they inspection. do like a 25 point inspection on your car. 92. And <laughs> yeah, you're coming here for an oil change, but I'm still going to check out the rest of your car and I'll tell you what I find and I'll give you the options to get it fixed here or get it fixed somewhere else. But at least you fucking know, yep. right? It's the same concept I always uh, have our students run through. Think of it like that. You're doing a 25 point inspection on someone's body. You're letting them know what you're letting them know what you find and you're giving them options if they want to get it treated here not yeah and i think people forget sometimes too that palpation is an assessment right so if you're giving someone a relaxation treatment you're still feeling things and you can still chart that you felt that or you know any postural observations you've made anything Mm -hmm. you still chart it and as mark said you can still tell the client even if they don't want you to address the issue you can still tell them and you could still do home care and relaxation in itself is still a treatment you know Mm -hmm. if they came in super tense and stressed or upset or whatever and you managed to help them with that you've you've done something right exactly and uh, like nine times out of ten relaxation it's because like you know they're still feeling the stress and the tension maybe in their shoulders and you're still working those muscles like it's not just light Mm -hmm. gentle techniques sometimes it can be if somebody doesn't want the deep pressure but once you get in there and you start 
you palpate the muscles and there's areas to address and you can discuss it with them. But like most times I find people want me to address the areas or how many times do you get the people saying, Oh my God, I didn't realize that hurt until you started yeah. touching me. Yeah. They don't even realize if they're walking around with tension all the time, you don't realize what hurts until someone starts releasing it. For sure. Yeah. So, okay. Do you want me to treat that? Sure. And then of course you're going to chart that. So mm. one of my favorite things is when a client will say to me, how do you just know where the pain yeah. is? Yeah. And my response every time is, it's my only job. Yeah, years of practice. Like, like this I is just, all I have yeah. to be good at. So yeah. if I'm not good at this, yeah. well. I know I always say I'm qualified for one thing. Like, I, I can yeah. only do this, you know. All I got to do is find the pain. But I'll it's find true. it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. So you're qualified for this one thing. What if you win millions? Are you going to go back to doing the one thing you're qualified for? Are you saying, fuck this, I'm out of here. I really like it. Um. I think you have to do something. I think I'd be bored under my really? tree. Uh, really? My husband and I always talk about this. Our daughter is only in grade two, so we can't like jet around. She's got to go to school and she's an only child. So we can't like just like she's got to be socialized. So we'd have to figure out a way to keep her in school. So I'd probably work a little bit, but I don't know. I uh, I love yoga. My sort of my next goal in life is to uh, be a yoga teacher. I think because I'm 41, almost 42. I can't do this. I don't want to do this for the next 20 years. Um, I'd like to sort of back off as time goes on and get into more into yoga and then maybe see where that takes me. But yeah. I, I do love it. So I don't I don't want to get out of it anytime, right. particularly soon. I just might maybe have more control, maybe not work quite as much. So when do you, when do you see yourself packing it in? Or do you you're not even thinking about not it? Not even thinking of it yet. Well, forty one is young. And really? yes. I, I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> forty forty one is young. The older I get, <laughs> the more I realize that people that I thought were old when I was like a teenager. Yeah. That, that's not you're not old <laughs> i think actually <laughs> i don't know man i think something happens to well at least with me turning 40 you are starting that, to think about your age a lot but i think it's yes. more because you became a father later in life and your kids getting older is freaking you the fuck out <laughs> i now realize i'm no longer indestructible i yes. now realize i'm closer to death than i am not so it's 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 fucking with my mind a little well, bit. Well that got dark fast. But it's true. It's it's really <laughs> fucking with my mind a little bit. Like I would have never thought about dying before. I would have never thought about, you know, suffering in pain before. I would have never thought about is there ever going to be a day that I look in the mirror and I'm like who is this old fucker staring back at me, right? I I, I it only hit me within the last 2 years that fuck i'm i really don't want that to happen but then by time it does happen hopefully i would have lived a fruitful life that i was happy with and i'd be happy just being in an old fart not able to do stuff your 40s from what i can tell are like your 40s are like your best fucking decade in your 20s you're young and stupid you don't mm -hmm. know you're young and stupid yeah. and you're having a great fucking time but you're young and stupid yeah but you're not there yet you don't know that you you i don't think you I don't think you've gotten to that point of. I'm closer to forty yeah, than I am but, to thirty. But you, you haven't gotten in that spot where I, I am here know, yet. I know, but and you know what if sucks? You, if you, you stop know what, interrupting, you know what you hear sucks? the point, and you know you what agree sucks? With me. She's not going to hit it for another fucking ten years, and then I'm going to be well into the next part of being worried about. Are shit. you good at math? What do you mean? When's nine years. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is you're going to still false. What are you talking about? I'm nine I'm years be, older than you. I know, but oh, I, I thought we were talking That's about when I get to forty. You're going to get to where I am, and I'm going to be somewhere else when you get to this spot. Okay. 
What I was trying to say, though, is that you're young and stupid in your 20s. In your 30s, most people aren't really well established. Yet. Like there's the select few, but I think most people in the 30s are still struggling to figure out like their career, their family life. Like it's it's a lot of figuring out what your life is going to look like. And I feel like once you get into your 40s, for a lot of people, you're sort of more settled in your life. You really know what you want. And you're on more of a path of making these decisions. Yes, this is generalizing. It's not like everybody hits Mm -hmm. 40. And suddenly it's like this magical age where you know what your life is like. But I think by 40, most people have kind of figured out the path they want to be on, or at least know how to direct themselves to where they want to be. I think your 20s, again, you're not thinking about it, your 30s, you're lost. And then 40s, I think, can bring you a little bit more peace of knowing or this it is can, where I want to be. Or it can throw you completely the other direction. Well, exactly. Or it can fuck right? with you because I, I am where I am. You you're be. saying uh, this is where I'm going to be, and I'm kind of setting my stone here. I'm setting my ways here. Nothing's really much changing, and I don't fucking like it. Like that could be a complete other mind fuck. But it's a choice. It's a choice. It like is a when choice. going into when I was turning 40, I decided I wanted to enjoy my 40s and was excited to turn 40 and happy to turn 40 and I'm glad to, I mean I don't look 40 and that's good too so but I I'm happy to be in my 40s and I have no problem being in my 40s yeah I'm not I'm not scared of turning like, 40 I mean I've got a, a few more years but yeah. I'm not scared of turning it doesn't it's bother me at all fucking kids getting old and it's just it's that is tripping it's, him out a lot lately it, because it's so fucking fast oh god I'm yeah. gonna turn around tomorrow and I'm gonna be 65 like that's how fast it's gonna rock and roll yeah but that's you why you gotta mean? enjoy it 20 years from fucking 20 years is gonna fly by so fucking quick and I'm just be like shit because I don't feel like a fucking 45 year old man no but, but y- I <laughs> yeah, but you are. But reality. That's why you enjoy the moments and try yeah. to take them in. And but you do, you blink, and it's like, oh my god, where'd the time go? I think what I meant to say, not that like once you get to forty, like your life is set, because you can always make changes. It's never too late. People mm-hmm. go back back to school in their fifties or sixties or whatever. I think it's more that you've got a clearer vision of life when you're in your forties that maybe doesn't exist when you're in your twenties and thirties. Because I know for me at least in my early thirties, especially, you know, I'm struggling to like establish myself and to get financially stable because of university debts or whatever. And in your forties, you just have a clearer vision of what you need to do to make things happen. And you don't have this, um, this need for I I'm searching for the next thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, I need to do this to be happy, I need to do this, and then things will be good. It's like you understand the whole process of everything. And you can kind of slow down and enjoy it a little bit more, or at least that's the way I feel is I'm getting closer to that 40 mark, where I feel like, not everything is a race to get to the next spot. Like I'm just living now. I'm enjoying my family and, you know, yeah, I still have to work really hard, but it's okay. Yeah. And the priorities change. I I graduated massage school three days before I turned 30. And so my 30s and as a new massage therapist, you don't really make a great living at Mm -hmm. the beginning. So my first 30s were definitely not making any money and then eventually establishing my practice. So my 40s, I'm much more settled financially but also more confident and comfortable with just everything so yeah, yeah for sure and and now my priorities have changed I have a family and I mean the work-life balance is still a struggle but it's yeah you realize that there's more important things than just that paycheck or just that handbag or whatever like there's my life is more well-rounded now and I like that better than just chasing the next big thing or whatever yeah, yeah. oh so wise see your 40s you <laughs> become oh so wisdomous <laughs> <laughs> not so sciencey but i'm not there yet so i still say sciencey <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Anything else we want to talk to Amy about? Because I'm going to have to go pick up my children soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I got to go to work. Oh, yeah. She's got clients in a couple hours. How old's your daughter? She's seven. She'll be eight. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Are you ever worried that your daughter is not is going to get to a point where she doesn't tell you things? Uh, not yet, because my daughter doesn't stop talking, tells me everything right now. Yeah. But uh, I try to keep open dialogue. Yeah, maybe. I, it's Girls are scary. Girls yes. are scary, man. This freaks girls me out so much scary. because... I'm not a girl, mm-hmm. so I don't know what girls yeah. think, and I'm totally terrified of the day that she is going to be like, mm, I'm not going to tell dad. Yeah. This is, that's, this is not for dad's ears. Secrets from dad. Yeah, hope she tells mom. Yeah. I mean, I try to keep the open dialogue. Right now, my daughter t- tells me like everything, and she'll sell out anybody to me, which is great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, how do we keep that? Going Daddy, forever? let me stay up till nine thirty tonight. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we've we've got that going pretty well. Even the other night at dinner, she was getting all shy because a boy in her class told her that he loves her. Oh, and so we of course wanted details, but I think us like getting excited about it and like asking questions like made her kind of like she was like that I don't was know it. if excited's the word. To Not describe. excited, but like we yeah. we both became very interested like yeah. let's talk about this and then she kind of shut down and mark just said to her i'll walk away mm-hmm. and he went to the kitchen to start cleaning the dishes he said i'll walk away he goes you can talk to mommy because you should tell your mommy everything yeah and i was yep. like good on you that good. was good downplay it all uh definitely she tells me more than daddy mm-hmm. you downplay it eavesdropping listening to the conversations with her little friends mm. like as your daughter gets a bit older and starts having friends come over and stuff that's a good way um you know just keep the dialogue open don't judge just don't react to what they say already because yep. i mean the crap that they're dealing with already at this age is beyond what we were dealing with so i even text the the i love you boy's father and i'm like hey man listen if this is gonna happen i want six goats two laptops <laughs> and pearl jam tickets <laughs> Well, I, I, uh, my daughter's had a couple of boyfriends and so we were like, okay, you know, so we'll see how it goes. But she's, she's a little boy crazy. We're okay with that. But you know, and she's, she's still, boy crazy already. Oh my yeah. God. But then if you say something about like getting married or kissing boys, she's like, ew. So she doesn't really know what it's like to have a, like what it means to have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we're still okay with it. Yeah. They don't know yet. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure our oldest daughter thinks that she's going to live with her father the rest of her life. She's told him that yes. um, they're eventually going to move to Florida. We, we go to Florida every year for a vacation and she absolutely loves it there. So she says that her and daddy are going to move to Florida, but her sister and I can come visit whenever we want. <laughs> well, that's very, very it's generous really nice of her. that we can come visit. Oh yeah. My daughter is going to marry dad so that's fine yeah i tried explaining to her once like daddy already has a wife it's me yeah like you you gotta have to find your own she's like well uh i'm gonna live with daddy i'm like okay sure i remember one time my daughter said i am never gonna meet a man and leave you mommy i'm like okay thanks honey (laughs) live with me forever my husband's like she might not want to do that i'm like and i always say i have one i can go wherever she goes so where that girl is going i'm following her to the ends of the earth He's like, yep. you might have to back off. I'm like, no, no. She stuck with me. <laughs> Be that weird, creepy mom that follows her around to university and stuff. <laughs> Beverly Goldberg styles. Yeah. <laughs> Mark used to call me Beverly Goldberg when our daughter was like super, super small. He just imagined that I would be that kind of crazy helicopter mom. And I think it surprised him that I'm the exact opposite. I think I'm too laid back for you sometimes. I think it annoys you that I'm not more on top of her. No, no, not at all. Oh, it's a fine line though, isn't it? You gotta like... Well, our mutual friend, our kids used to play together all the time. And 
I have another friend and our kids used to play together and the two of them were polar opposites. And I always said to Mark, I find I'm somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. Like I find our friend is super chill and laid back, Mm -hmm. you know, like she lets her kids have a lot of freedom and I respect that about her. She lets them explore. Mm -hmm. She lets them get hurt. I think I'm a little more anxious than she is. And then I have another friend who does not let her kids further than an arm's reach away from her. Yeah. So So I was saying to him, I'm like, I feel like I'm right in between, you know, like I'm, I'm still a little bit uptight, but a little bit laid back i don't know see and i'm even more chill than our than our mutual friend but i think it's because my daughter's older she's older but yeah. it was funny we were we were somewhere and like i i just that mom like i get annoyed really easy and i remember the kids were like playing with the google trying to pick a song and i was like pick a song and shut up and everybody looks at me i'm like okay maybe that wasn't my finest parenting moment okay kids just just please just pick a song sometimes you gotta lose your shit though oh god yeah yeah well, yep. that's how they know you're fucking serious yeah yeah my my mother always had this look like my mom's probably not much actually my mom's probably your size like not a big woman okay you guys listening can't see her but Amy's a tiny little person and my mom's a tiny little person but if she gave me that look I was fucking terrified and she never hit me but she just had it down to like I Mm -hmm. knew when she meant it and I always said to her like when I have kids I'm gonna get that look down and I feel like I'm getting there like I can sometimes just look at the girls and they're like oh shit and they yeah. stop. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a yeller. I I don't really yell. I yell very. When you sparingly. do yell, because it is so sparse, they get scared. Yeah. that's my husband too. He doesn't yell, but when he does, oh look at. And him. so yeah. the threat is always. Yeah. I don't want to get mad. Do that's, you, that's do you want husband. me to get mad? Because I don't want to. But if you keep doing this, I'm gonna get mad. Yeah, and then I'm gonna yell. Do you want me to yell? It's like, no. I literally said to my daughter, though, wait till your father gets home. I'm like, holy crap, I'm a 1950s housewife. <laughs> what the hell? No, I do that too. Like if I if they've brought me to that brink of I'm just so annoyed, I will say to them, oh, I'm going to tell daddy and he's not going to be happy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Parenting. All the things he swore you'd never do. Oh, I've become my mother 100%. Oh, I saw a thing on Facebook that said I was raised by a mean mom and now I'm a mean mom and I screenshotted it and sent it to my mom and she was like hey i'm like it's a compliment don't worry i don't think i'm like my folks at all i don't know it's hard to say i actually apologized to my mom the other week i'm like i am i just want to say i'm sorry i'm just sorry because sorry (laughs) i apologize because like i i i know now i just i'm sorry she was just laughing at me i'm like yeah okay i get it i just get it see wisdomous That's the word of the day. Wisdom is. Anything else you want to talk about before we go? I don't think so. No? Are you good? I'm good. All right. Cool. Thanks for hanging out. This has been fun. Thanks for having me. Right on. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.